What's up? Oh, it's that's not coming hey, through hey. either. Hold on. It's not coming through. Oh, hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on one second. You can't hear me, but that's okay. Just hold on. Oh my God. What is happening right now? Remember when it did this before? Just uh, select it from the, from the drop down. Yeah. So like click on, click on the gear. Click on properties. Click on the drop down for device. And then select it. Okay. There it goes. Now we're good. See, now they can hear us. Now you guys should be able to hear us, right? Wow. Okay. Are we Are we good? Thanks, OBS. Yeah, thanks, OBS. Just you get, fuck. Get rid of our source. God. What a way to return, you know? Oh, my God. Will. Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> What's going on, man? Will, can, try to hit the intro music one more time. All right, yeah, see if it gonna, actually comes through. You know, do I just play a small portion? Or do just I fucking hit it. Where was this energy before the show? I don't feel good. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. We'll hit him with a woo. Yeah, hit him with a woo! Woo! Alright. This Lunchy my ears. Lunchy, welcome. Oh, was the song way too loud? Lunchy, I also want to say you're a beautiful fucking man. Alright? You are a beautiful man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. The two times we got to see you. One time at the event, the other time at McDonald's that you let us into when you shouldn't have. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that McDonald's. That McDonald's. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 214 for the week of December 19th, 2021. The title of this episode is, obviously, HCS Raleigh Post Show. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire. And this week, I'm joined by, you guessed it, the man in the G Fuel Christmas sweater, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Thursday? Doing fine. Yeah, evening. thanks. Uh, to be honest, I didn't have a festive sweater to wear, and Josh has provided the the the. I was thinking it's a pretty cool, amazing, it's a good looking one. G Fuel uh, sweater. And they did a limited. That. They did a limited run of that, and uh, I knew I had to have it because, of course, I'm drinking fucking G, G Fuel right yeah, here all the time, all the time. Um, you're, you're in the Chiefs uh, sweater. Yeah, is I, that is that coalition on the like the gears? Oh, I don't know. On the top, like around Maybe, the shoulders. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, yeah. it's just an all around Xboxy. Looking one, but it's got a lot of Halo stuff on it. But what yeah, does that say at the bottom? Wake me when you need presents. Ah. Yeah, get it? Yeah. Yeah. Cort, you know. Yeah. yeah. Cortana. Cort, cort, Cortana. Cortuna. <laughs> Impostana. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, because we are recording this episode before, uh, right before Christmas, actually, in uh, if you celebrate Christmas, um, we just want to say happy holidays to everybody who celebrates. Um, and... Yeah, we got a we got a jam packed episode for you today. Um, I won't lie to you. I think I have the post event flu going on right now. I'm not feeling the greatest, but you know, fuck it, we power through it. 
That's what we got to do. Um, let's get some let's get some uh, hellos going on in the chat. Sai, uh, welcome, first time chatter. Hope you're having a great time. Uh, Savside, first time chatter as well. Welcome to the live show. Um, Alex Merz, I don't know how to pronounce your name, but if you want to tell me how to pronounce your name, I'm going to call you Al for now. Welcome to the live show as well. Berg, good to see you. Justin, good to see you as well. Halo Creation, Lunchy, as always. And Davey Wavy, one of our swoons of saying Helios. I haven't done that in a long time. I was wondering if you're ever going to bring that back. We did. We did. Uh, Lunchy says, all the players from Australia and New Zealand are sick. Hopefully not COVID. Um, yeah. I know... So my wife and I have taken at-home tests, and actually, I think my wife took a, a one at her. My my wife works in healthcare, and she took like an actual test as well. Um, I believe everything has come back negative. Um, I know our at-home tests have all come back negative, and it's all it's all up here. Like no no fever, no body aches, nothing like that. Just a lot of congestion going on. Um, so yeah, hopefully, and this I I should state this too. This started for me, um, on Friday. Like before the official event even started, I started feeling a little, a little stuffy and, and we thought it maybe had to do with like the air in, in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, because we live in Minnesota, so it was a drastic temperature change. Um, it was like mid seventies over the weekend. Uh, we came from what? 20 degrees. 20s. Yeah. We yeah. came from twenties. So this a, is Fahrenheit a, by the way, obviously that's a huge swing for us. It was. So I, I think it had to do with that, but I'm not entirely sure because right now I'm not feeling the greatest, but again, we power through it. Um, con crud. That's what Dave said. I tested negative for COVID, but positive for flu. There you go. We're just not feeling the best, but it's okay. Halo creation States won't be able to celebrate with the family because girlfriend was tested positive yesterday, but at least I'm getting some HGS protoc love. We do love you. And we're really sorry to hear that man. That sucks. Um, wish your girlfriend the best. Absolutely. And, uh, quick and smooth recovery. Um, I don't know if she was already vaccinated or not, but I know that that can have an effect on it too. But like I said, uh, just hopefully everything's okay. Um, but yeah, Will, we got a lot to talk about. Do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? Uh, yeah, yeah, what do you got? Oh my God, it's our HCS Raleigh Post Show. Holy fucking moly, who would have guessed that? <laughs> of course, we'll have news, roster mania, all that fun stuff, but yeah. the, the chunk of it is going to be everything Raleigh. We're going to go deep. I'm not bringing that back. You can just. I'm bringing it back. Oh, Berg, boy. good to see you. Hope you're having a great one. Uh, tested positive as well. Shit. Berg, were you at the event? Uh, Sai says, uh, HCS was litty like a bitty. Uh, it, yeah, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. But yeah. More afraid of her wrath than COVID. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I wish you the best, man. That's crazy. Um. All right. Let's get the fuck into it. Let's start with some competitive news. Flamesword revives status quo for Halo Infinite. Quote, this is what Hex set me up to do. End quote. This is by Adam Fitch of Nick Serto. And uh, there's an article there. Please go ahead and read through it as well. Um, and then I guess I'll just do a quick spoiler here. Um, at some point in time, we'll have Flamesword on the show for an interview. Um, so we'll probably wait for the new year, obviously. Um, because if, if people have not listened to our interviews in the past, I, I recommend you go do so. Um, we like to put the emphasis on the person themselves. So we dedicate an entire episode to the interview of that individual. And we don't want to, we, we want to make sure we do flame sword justice. So, uh, yeah, just expect a flame sword interview in the future. Um, next news story. 
Is the Golden Boy tournament happening? Uh, looks like it. So Golden Boy tweeted out today. So uh, this might be happening. Now I just need to find some sponsors. I agree. Cool. I agree. Let's get it on the books. Absolutely. DreamHack Anaheim update. This is by DreamHack and Tashi. DreamHack tweeted out, After much deliberation, we've ended up at the hard decision of canceling DreamHack Anaheim 2022 due to the increased difficulties in hosting the event in the quantitative matter we strived for. Qualitative, not quantitative. Jesus Christ. For more info, please read the full statement. Then says, thank you. And then also says, Halo fans can rest assured... The North America Regional Halo Championship will still take place at the Anaheim Convention Center, but as a standalone event. So instead of DreamHack happening in its entirety, there will just be a separate event for that regional. So if you're planning on going to Anaheim, you can still probably go as long as this COVID situation still, you know. Yeah. And then Tashi also said this about Anaheim. Next stop. Anaheim. This is a regional event, a.k.a. a minor, in comparison to the Raleigh Major. Fewer teams overall, North America only, bit smaller audience capacity, not all the same bells and whistles, of course. Still expecting an insane tournament, however, and more Twitch drops. We like them Twitch drops. We do like them Twitch drops. Will, let's talk about merch. Oh, boy. HCS Gear Collection Launch. This is by the one Tosh Meister himself. Let's talk HCS gear. We worked closely with Phasmatis uh, and team to build a brand that was authentic to HCS and this community. We started with the uh, iconography and logos that, and wanted something other than the HCS logo, as well as something we could construct and deconstruct while keeping the close tie to the HCS. The Halo World Championship trophy is the core emblem here that represents the pinnacle of Halo esports and ultimately what every competitor is striving for. We also, of course, leverage HCS acronym and the three stars from the HCS logo itself. It was important to us that you could wear HCS gear at an event, but then didn't necessarily feel like you needed to change right away when you stepped out of the venue. This launch collection is more subtle, can be worn every day in most casual settings, and we hope you love it. You can buy it right now over at gear.xbox.com and you can find the HCS collection there. Do you want to give your thoughts on the collection right off the bat, Will? Will I take um, a swig of water? Sure. I guess I get what they're going for. I uh-huh. do. Um, to me, it is a bit minimalistic. A little too much so. Yep. I, Sigh, I agree with you. I did not actually, if you go to the website, I don't think, oh yeah, I bought the long sleeve t the long sleeve, all black one. You can barely see the logo on it. Um, yep. I did buy the Raleigh exclusive hoodie. Yep. Cause Raleigh had to, was yes. there. Um, but I don't know. I, I go back and forth on it. I, there's times I'm like, yeah, too minimalistic. It just says, you know, HCS three stars and has a little cup on it. And it's like, it, it does. I get the point though. It says it does have halo ties. Yes. It is more of a casual without like oh blaring colors, but it, I don't know. What's up. Crunchy yeah. dad. What's still fucking love your name so much. It's so good. <laughs> you want to know a fun fact? Bring it out. I bring bought everything, but the white shirt. 
The pocket tee? Yep. We talked about white shirts, Will. Yeah, you know, they. that's the one reason why. Yeah, I bought everything but the white shirt. You got this one too, the the long sleeve? Yeah, I wore I it the other day. I, I got it at the event and I didn't realize it. I didn't notice you picked it up either. Yep. I didn't know until we got home and I unpacked everything. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So there's that. What's up, Natana? Linnea says hi. It's my wife, everybody. <laughs> Did you connect to your account? I didn't have a problem. Oh, wait. Oh, oh yeah. For some, the Twitch so, drops. Someone was saying they were having issues with Twitch drops. Yeah, you had to make sure you connected <laughs> your account, all that stuff. Also, if you're still having issues, Crunchy Dad, still love the name. If you're, <coughs> Jesus Christ, if you're still having issues, um, I forgot who, fuck, I should have included in the show notes. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed I didn't save it. There's somebody you could reach out to on Twitter. And they would look into your account for you. Um, so I'm really sorry I don't remember. Um, but I know there is somebody you can reach out to on Twitter and they could look into it for your account. Because if you did have it connected correctly and you did claim it, you still don't see it in the game, then that is an issue. Did you retweet it? I don't remember creation. I don't remember. Might have. You can try going through our profile and seeing our retweets, but I'm not entirely certain. Um. Oh, Dave says you can have them and claim them, but not have your account connected. Okay, so that's, there you go, Crunchy. I check to see if your account is connected correctly. Um, absolutely, Creation, no problem at all. Uh, go back and check to see if you have your accounts connected. Um, and if you don't, then there's your problem. But if you already did and you claim them and everything should be fine, but you still don't see them in the game, see if you can, I know it's so vague, but see if you could find something related to that. Like try searching in Twitter for the Twitch drops for infinite um, and see if something pops up and uh, maybe that'll get you going. Um, HCS team partnership program update. This is again by Tashi. We're going to be opening up applications to expand the team partnership program for HCS from February to April. We'll be sharing details on how to apply and what's required publicly so that it's an open and transparent process. Which teams do you want to see join the program? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Glad to see them reopening that. It's going to be cool. I've noticed on Twitter, version one is definitely pushing. 100 Thieves, I've seen. 100 Thieves, yeah. I mean, I've seen people want 100 Thieves. I'm, I'm not, I haven't seen them be like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. But, like, yes, I saw, like you said, version one are out there, like, pushing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, And then... I mean, what we saw love for quadrant, um, ascend. Yeah. Like these, these EU, uh, ANZ teams, um, KCP. It'd be weird if they weren't in there. Mind freak. Mind freak. Yep. Lunchy. Duh. Hey, hey. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Halo uh, Australia. Who, who are they? I don't, I have no idea. Who's Halo Australia? What's that? Anyway, moving on. You're talking about those people with the fire fucking hoodies from Mind Freak? Those were sick, by the way. I love the the maps on the back, like the the world tour or whatever it was. Like, so fucking cool. Um, If you guys did not see the Mind Freak hoodies at the event, like, Lunchy, if you could, like, post a picture or something, if you haven't already on Twitter, like, seriously, those hoodies were awesome. Just awesome. Um, The next phase... Of the Liquipedia Halo Wiki. This is by Liquipedia. Hello, everyone. Today, Liquipedia is happy to announce our next step with our brand new Halo Wiki. 
Installed at the end of September, our Halo Wiki is already ready to be labeled an Alpha Wiki. Liquipedia is the biggest and longest running crowdsourced esports project, with over 40 wikis covering an even bigger amount of game titles. We have for over 10 years helped empower many esport communities to create their unrivaled resource for new and old fans alike to look up player and team histories as well as upcoming matches and tournaments. The Alpha Wiki program is our system for launching new wikis and it has three phases. Every time a new wiki is installed, it falls under the pre-alpha category. At this stage, a wiki is very basic and we add important templates that build structure to the wiki. Next is the alpha wiki stage, where we build up the contents of the wiki and help grow the community of contributors for the wiki. Once that is all in place, it is ready to be promoted to main wiki. With the help of some amazing contributors, we have got the essential setup for the Halo wiki, including our new bracket system, and so we enter the next phase of the wiki setup process. We are now more than ready, more than ready to cover anything coming for Halo Infinite, as well as getting back in history and complete our teams and player profiles with their past achievements by creating pages for past tournaments, big and small. Are you interested in helping make a great resource for Halo Esports? If so, all you need to do is sign up for an account and log in. The wiki is open for everyone to contribute to. That's the best part about a wiki. You might also consider joining our Discord server, where you can meet other contributors to the wiki in the hashtag Halo channel. You can join us there even if just to share your knowledge, link announcements, suggest new features, or chat about the game and its competitive scene. But if you want to actually edit and create pages, we'll be happy to assist you from your first steps onwards. And that's fucking awesome. Halo Draft League update. It's by the Halo Draft League. We're happy to announce registration for our January 8th kickoff draft tournament. It's open right now. The draft is January 7th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and the tournament is on January 8th at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So they're not... They're doing this draft tournament first, which will eventually lead into a league later down the line. So if you want to get down to this tournament, make sure you sign up. Okay. And then I wanted to include this because, Will, what do I always say about idiots in the community? I say, don't there's, be there's, a, oh, a shitter. Don't be a shitter. Okay. So, <laughs> so you say a lot of things about people. You're I, right. Which one are you referring I to do. here? I do. I do say a lot of things, positive and negative, but uh, this one in terms of don't be a fucking shitter. Reasoning is because we have a post by Jake Lyon over on Twitlonger and it's uh, about women's esports tournaments. TLDR, it'd be great if they were not needed, but right now they are needed. Lots of drama on the timeline right now, but in my opinion, this is a pretty straightforward issue. In the long run, the more people that participate in competitive gaming at any level and in any format, the better. Not only will broadening the base of interest help to grow the business side of esports, it will push the pinnacle performance higher. In my view, the issue at hand is capitalization, to use a phrase coined by Malcolm Gladwell. Capitalization is simply a percentage representation of how much potential talent is discovered and realized. If every person developed their potential, our capitalization would be 100%. One out of 100 people given a fair shot, it's around 1% capitalization. Right now, esports is a very male space. The professionals at the highest level are almost exclusively male, and the fan base heavily skews male. Some cursory Google searches showed 72% male, which seems plausible enough. If you agree with my first point that more participation in competitive gaming and esports is a good thing, it's an obvious conclusion that women uh, presently undercapitalized in esports. 
It's true that no group is even close to 100% capitalization, and esports still has so much room to grow with every demographic group. Yet, that shouldn't change the fact that the best strategy for increasing overall capitalization is to target the most undercapitalized groups first. The reasons for these demographic differences are, in my view, pretty clear to anyone who has ever played online games with women. Extremely toxic, sexism, etc. Unfortunately, these issues are very difficult to combat directly due to their distributed and cultural nature. What we can do is take positive action to show that not everybody wants to keep women out of competitive gaming. What we can do is create spaces that set a different cultural tone. These actions do nothing to take away from the esports community overall because it's a non-zero sum. I mean, it's a, it's a zero sum game where every dollar that goes to a women's tournament is one that would have been spent on a mixed tournament. That mindset is just deeply misguided when it comes to how these events actually come about. We ought to do what we can because everyone deserves to feel welcome in gaming and esports, and that's just not how the world is yet. So again, th th I'm not. This isn't. Uh, this isn't Jake anymore. This is me. Uh, don't be a fucking shitter, okay? It blows my mind the amount of people online being like, "Why can't it be? Why can't men be invited too?" I don't get it. Why can't, why does it have to be a women's only tournament? Like why this, why that? Here's an idea. Shut the fuck up and listen. Okay. Asking questions is fine. Okay. You, because you don't learn without asking questions, right? But at some point in time, you need to read the room and you need to listen. Okay. Women deserve everything. Like guys, we wouldn't be here without women. Okay. Let's be real here. It's a spit facts, right? And we've seen, I mean, especially at Raleigh and a lot of these open tournaments that are taking place and all, a lot of these online tournaments that are taking place. There's some top tier grade a women talent out there. Okay. And all they want is a, a chance to succeed, B, an opportunity, and C, an avenue for which to compete without, without the sexism, the toxicity, the negativity, the shitters, right? The word I always go to. So I'm just going to say this. If I see anybody out there Right, personally, and I've been doing this already, but like I'll just say it. If I see anybody out there being negative, being toxic, being sexist, just being misogynistic, whatever it may be, towards women or other minority communities out there, like you're gonna get reported, right? You're gonna get uh not necessarily muted like from us, but you're going to get uh, blocked. That's the word I'm fucking looking for. I don't want anything to do with you. You're not helping anybody. Go fuck yourself. Simple as that. Don't be a shitter. Listen to the community out there. For the love of God, please. They don't deserve this. 
And they've been dealing with this for fucking forever. How sad is that? Right? Mm-hmm. How fucking sad is that? You be, you see these clips. You see these clips all the time online about these women streamers, right? Halo or otherwise doesn't need to be Halo. It's all over the fucking world. You see these women streamers out there and all people do is go in there just to talk shit or comment on their, on their, uh, f- like their physicality, comment on their looks, comment on their voice, whatever it may be. Go fuck yourself. For Christ's sake, I get we're a Halo podcast. We're here to take, we're here to talk about Halo and whatnot, but I really, I saw all this shit blow up today on the timeline and I'm like, yeah. Jake summed it up perfectly. Loved his post. Wanted to include it in the show. Yeah. And we need to take an opportunity to say that like this shit's not acceptable, right? It's like, go fuck yourself. Seriously. <laughs> it blows my mind, dude. Oh my God. The worst part is it's not even fucking like, it's not even underage people out there. You know, it, it, I mean, it's widespread through all of gaming. It's everywhere. It's yeah. so fucking sad. It's everywhere. Grown men. Like, and you know what? I'm not even going to generalize here. There are women out there that do the same shit to their, to women as well. Like it's not, it's don't be a shitter, please. Also mm-hmm. roll. Welcome. It's good to see you, bud. It's been a while. It has been. It's been a while. <laughs> Since I've been seeing roll the world. You're right to speak up. We all need to defend what we stand for. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. What's up, Voodoo Man? Martin, it's good to see you. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I, I'm so, okay. All right. That's what I'll say on that. Good. We're good. And also, there. one more thing. I'm really sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. One more thing. For anybody else out there who sees this stuff happening, call it out. Okay? Do something about it. Seriously. Fucking do something about it. Online, in person, whatever it may be. Do something about it. Please. And also, one more thing that I'll add as well. If there's anybody out there, male or female, doesn't matter. Whatever whatever race, whatever culture, does not matter. If there's anybody out there that is being harassed, that needs a safe space to just hang out with a cool fucking community of like-minded people, our Discord's always available. We don't have shitters. And if we ever did have a shitter, bye-bye. No, zero tolerance policy, zero tolerance. So if you want to save space and also our DMS are always open, feel free. I just can't, I can't fucking believe it. Beth with the 20 month resub. Thank you so much, Beth. It's good to fucking see you. Thank you very much. Woo! Get your woo. You get your woo. Christmas Eve's Eve. Yes. Martin, what do you mean? Maddie Ross is in the Discord. Good point. Oh, Fuck Maddie, no. dude. Oh. Um. All right. Yeah. Sigh. Can we all just be chill? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Just be chill. Yeah. Be chill and don't be a shitter. Will, that's it for the competitive news. Justin, you're great people too. Stuff for your upcoming turns of the week, presented by NoobCombo.com.
Check out noobcombo.com. Noobcombo.com. There you go. Perfect. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo Esports needs. And they have merch too. Now they do. Now they do. Finally. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, man. (laughs) Daily tournaments that are taking place. UMG Daily Tournaments and Halo Agent Daily Tournaments. Go check those out. Thursday, December 23rd. That's today. Esports Hub Halo Infinite 4v4 Qualifier number two. And the under the Christmas tree Halo Infinite 4v4. Why? Number two. No time. 4v4. Mumba number five. Friday, December 24th. That's Christmas Eve. Yes. Is the LFTG Halo Infinite 2v2. On Sun. What was it? They're brave for putting on a tournament. They are very brave. Christmas Eve. Woo. There's a woo from Will again. Woo. Sunday, December 26th. The Penn Halo Halo Infinite Draft 4v4. The CEL Halo Infinite 3v3. That's a weird one. And the uh, Undler. I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, Halo Infinite 4v4 are taking place as well. And then five, I just burped. Finally, on Monday, December 27th, just wanted to put that out there. The Esports Hub Halo Infinite 4v4 quality number three. And the College Halo Infinite 4v4 are taking place as well. Why do I feel like the UDLR stands for something and I can't remember what it is? Or maybe it's just the. Under. I was reading chat, so could you repeat your question? I'm sorry, huh. I was not paying attention. Uh, when you said Undler, the yeah. UDLR, I feel like that stands for something, and I just I, I think forgot. it does too. I think you're right. Roll says I'm going to need your advice of how you're able to protect your voice so well. I'll project your voice so well. I'm just loud. <laughs> and and this this beautiful man sitting next to me is able to make it so when I am loud, it doesn't come off as super loud on the on the recording. So shout yeah. out to this beautiful man sitting next to me, not me, because <laughs> it's him, not me. I'm just loud. Yeah. Uh, compressors, preamps, uh, in the mixer, you know, I, I, I just press some buttons. The mixer does the work. But hey, this, this beautiful man does it all. I just, I'm just loud. Um, just see, Justin said it. Josh is just loud as shit. hundred 110% of the time. And Will has learned how to get his his voice heard around Josh. It's quite simple relationship the brothers, not brothers, have. Yeah. (laughs) And speaking of which, we'll talk about it in our post show. But we did get called brothers. We were asked at the event, right? Yes, we were asked. Or was it at the rest? I don't know. Either way, I mean, in Raleigh. In Um, Raleigh. All right. Justin says, "Nah, we all collectively uh, bully Maddie." It's in the fine print of joining the Discord. Must give Maddie Rum shit for no merch, and now give him shit for taking so long to get merch. But you, we we do love Maddie, though. We do love Maddie. Yes, Roll says you do act like brothers, the good kind, the wholesome kind. Thank you, thank you. Look hey, at us. Look, look hey, at us. Who'd look thought? at us. Uh, that, that's it for your upcoming turns of the week, presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com. Will, what do we got next? Roster Media! Fuck yeah, daddy! Ooh. (laughs) You're too excited. What What was that? What the fuck was that? That's a new sound. That was weird. Oh, Oh, fucking A! Halo creation with the shirt purchase. Holy guacamole, bro. That was the first time it happened on the show. That was so weird. Well, real life. First time I heard wow. that. Wow. Merch. That sounded <laughs> neat. No idea Thank that would come you through. so much. We hope you enjoy the t-shirt, my man. God damn. 
you talked about merch and I was like, wait, yo, yeah, fuck Maddie, buy ours. <laughs> <laughs> Will. Oh, yeah, roster mania. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's start with some cartel assigned by ascend. Ooh. You know, I've been so excited for this episode. I forgot to write down timestamps, so I'm mm. just gonna like take a guess right now, and then cartel has been signed by ascend. And they it's, have it's, been. It's uh, you know, the boys sick of legend shady and snipe drone. So for those who are not aware, I believe ascend won uh, Valorant Worlds or Valorant Valorant Champions, which was Worlds for them. And they're like, hey, what if we got into Halo? And they're like, wait, Cartel hasn't been signed yet. Hey, you fuckers, you <laughs> want to come with us? That's exactly how it, I went, bet it was. I no. bet it was. <laughs> but yeah, Cartel has been dominating that scene for so long. They, they have had to be picked up at some point. 100%. So good for them. Good to see. That <laughs> Creation's like, yeah, yeah, that's just yeah, how yeah. that conversation went down. Just, <laughs> hey, fuckers. Yeah, yeah. you want to play some more? Sign here. Sign on the dot line. Boom, done. <laughs> All right, cool. Next up, Space Station Gaming. Oh, God. I broke this on our Twitter as well. Yeah. well not broke it, but yeah. retweeted it. You broke it. Hey, I, had the, I got the picture with the dude. Account that will not be named. Space Station Gaming signs HCS Creeper, which was... I, I love what Space Station is doing and just community engagement with stuff like this. Dude, I... Are you not a fan? No, I really am. It's just <laughs> I have my... It is nothing against any of the players. I'm just not a big fan of that roster. Sure. But... They easily have the best merch possible. Yep. And we'll talk about that in the show, like later on in the show. But they are easily, easily have the best merch. Like, it's not even a question. And I will rant about stickers later. I'll <laughs> promise you that. Yes, creation. Absolutely. And you know what's funny? It was unintentional, but we did sit basically next to that creeper the entire event. Yeah, he was like right behind us. Yeah. And again, it was unintentional. It was just like one of the only spots open was like a couple rows in front. The send merch is simple, but actually nice quality. Oh, 100%. Oh, it was. Yes. Yeah. It's just the 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 overall, the overall spread available. And yeah, Space Station just knocked it out of the fucking park. Dude, I've been uh, the blanket hoodie. Yeah. So where I'm currently gaming, it's like a, this large open room, and it's freezing in there. So I've that been, thing must just feel beautiful. I've been gaming with that on, and I'm like, oh, it's it's perfect. I can put my hands in the pouch to keep them warm between games. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a, it's like it's fuzzy, it's cozy. I, I love it. Anyway, I, I wore my uh, I wore the the multicolored one yesterday. It's real nice. It's real nice. Uh, Space Station Gaming with like the Spartan armor, all the posts online and everything. Top-notch community engagement. Absolutely. Agree. They've been killing it. And yes, that Spartan suit was incredible. What else we got for rosters? All right. Yes. Commonly is a free agent. So anyone is looking to team with Commonly. Coming out of retirement, baby. He's there. Uh, Nated might be a free agent. Yep. So he tweeted out. eh. He tweeted out that he is potentially going to be for Anaheim. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He's been streaming Infinite now. He has been. for sure. I'm just curious at what level he's going to perform at if he comes back to a a pro team. No idea. 
Well, that's the thing. He wouldn't be on a pro team is what I would well, imagine. To, pro-am. Pro-am. He, yeah, pro-am. he's pro-am at this like, point. Like the status quo roster. Yeah. Yep, it'd be just like that. And that's nothing against the status quo roster, like especially when we talk about placings. Um, could SK be coming out of retirement? So for those who are unaware, uh, SK Halo God was a prolific professional player uh, back in the day. And I mean, like way back in the day. And uh, he tweeted out asking about the monitors that were used um, at Raleigh because he, he did pick one up, which is makes his who knows who fucking knows what's going to happen. Tin foil hat on that tweet. Yeah. A yeah, little yeah. bit, a little bit. Um, I know it was, were the same monitors used on main stage that were used in the open? I believe so. I believe they were all the same. They were like the Zowie 1080p 144 hertz. Uh, 240 hertz. Or 240 hertz. 24 Excuse inch. Me. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They are really good monitors. And they are very tiny. <laughs> do, we, do you game on the 27 inch? Or Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm rocking to, 27 yeah. inch. It's this is what I've been used to. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Let's run through some, some other teams. Do it's, it up. Aspire Astra. Yes. This is going to be Silence, Dynamics, Slinky, and Impulsion. We have Red Wolves, which is going to be JR2, Firebirds, Tony, Econ, or ECN, and Dark Matter. Mind Freak, hey. Uh, hey. Young Wilcox, Square, Lunchy, and Ingestics. Status Quo, Flamesword, Fragout, Blaze, Burton, Complexity Gaming, Hysteria, Hunter JJX, Rob the Turtle, and Triton, The Guard, Eli... A lot of people just call him Eli, but Eli X Elite, Brainstorm, Piles, and Boam, or Boam, as the, it, the broadcast called them. It can't fucking be Boam, right? It's Boam. B-O-A-M, Boam. 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 Right? But what if his name is Bo, and he's an amateur? Boam. So I don't. So <laughs> does that mean when he goes pro, he's going to be Bo Pro? Ooh. I'm Bo, Bo yo. I'm the pro. greatest ever. ever. <laughs> And then last but not least, uh, Timbers Esports, uh, Magico Noble, Pulga, and Ram. Yeah, so they got picked up. They, they, they are now Timbers. Timbers. It's going down. I'm yelling Timbers. Thank you. Thank you so much. And with that, we'll move on to the... Uh, we better move. To the Tournament League recaps. To the um, next segment. God dang it. Chipotle Challenger Series Finals in eighth place. Taking home five hundred dollars was Pac Mandela. Seventh, name we haven't said in a while. Yeah, seventh place taking home a grand was Mush World. Sixth taking home a grand as well. Sab. Fifth taking home two grand was Vetra. Fourth, four thousand King Nick didn't win. Shocking. I know. Third taking home six grand was suppressed. Second taking home eight grand was bound. Did not win. <laughs> and first taking home the ten grand prize. Was stellar. Congratulations. So, uh, still, King Nick bound top four. Vetra, yeah. um, right there at fifth. Good work. Yeah. Solid, solid eight. Solid eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to the GLG Halo Infinite 4v4. It's going to be in third, fourth. Nightblood Gaming and Pickups. Second went to Velocity and first went to... FOV 65. It's a bad FOV. Fair but you enough. do, you, you baby know, boo. Yeah. They won, so I can't fucking hey. knock them. You know, you can technically see farther away, but your peripheral vision. Very, yeah, your peripheral suck. Very cut off. Yeah. Anyway, EGL Master Chief Cup number four and third, fourth, we had DLDL and Swims. 
SWZM. I don't know. Uh, second went to... I don't want to say this wrong. I want you to say it regardless. Try it out. Is it Maxi Saucies? Like sure. Sauce, that works. Sauces? That, sauces? Sauces. <laughs> that works there's, for there's me. There's extra S's. Anyway, uh, first place, Team <laughs> Twisted V2. Congrats. Congrats. I'm taking it home. EGL Halo Banished Cup. Third, fourth, Starhammer and Perfect BR. Second went to Halo times Gears. And first went to HSK. Very nice. And that's all I have for Tournament League Recaps of the Week. Then it's time for our topic of the show. You said, uh, yeah. Ooh, you said it well the first time. Maxi Saucies, meaning, oh, Maxi Sausage in French. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, then. That means big dicks. BDE, baby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, HS Raleigh Post Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. <clears throat> There's a lot here. There's a lot here. So uh, I included in the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes in chat, if you're watching live or if you were checking out the VOD on Twitch or if you're listening to the audio version of the VOD on YouTube, it's in the description. I included the Halo Esports wiki page for this event if you wanted everything without the FFA results, but it's all there otherwise. So your talent... The casters and analysts included Clutch, Gaskin, Why Not, Golden Boy, Bravo, Onset, Walshy, Shyway, and Goofy. And a surprise appearance from Puckett. Yeah. You know who is not there? Who? Uh, Courage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. So much for wanting to see the scene grow, bro. Hosts included Lottie and Blaze, and the event reporter was Echidna. Congratulations to Jen. The pools. There were a couple points I wanted to include here. Again, this is from that wiki page. Due to the Pittsburgh Knights, Fire and Ice Esports, and Leave No Witness Gaming being unable to attend, they were replaced with Space Station Gaming, The Boys, and Divine Mind. Again, this is in pool play. Okay. Due to Sentinels having to forfeit their pool play spot due to the Royal 2, they were replaced by Xset, which was the next leader in points. Yes. Okay, so they took Sentinel's spot. Oh. Will. You want me to read through this? Yes, I do. Would you mind, because we're going we're gonna to go through the results first, and then we'll talk about things more in depth as they happen throughout the event. So, Will, would you mind reading through the 4v4 results and we're including everyone from the top 32 because <laughs> oh. there's a few teams in there that we want to specially call out. You're going to put me through this right now. Huh? I, this is an addition roster mania here. Oh. <clears throat> Hang on. Get in there. <clears throat> All right. This is what the folks come to see right here. 25th through 32nd. Yeah, baby. $840 and 2,000 pro points per team. So just think about that. This was, and for those who did not know, uh, the prize pool got increased an additional, what, $150,000? Correct, to three fifty. So, yes, yeah, so from $200,000 to $350,000. So your 25th through 32nd teams got 840 bucks a piece. Not bad. Which is awesome. Yeah. So we'll start out first. Uh, Vandal, Cherished, Wenzor, Zerka, and Carmea. Yes. Is it Backhand Gaming? Uh, yes. Is it Dynas? 
Guinness? Yeah, Guinness. I'm going to go with Guinness. Cortex, J-Gravity, and Prototype. Following Esports, Gold Star, BR, Sorel, Neuronical, and MTK. Foot Fungus 792. I was I was trying to follow them all weekend. As you know, I drug you guys all over the freaking venue trying to look for them. We were basically following them and Vandal yeah. throughout the entire event. The open bracket. They were kind of our yeah. open bracket teams to look out for. And there was also, I, I needed to find out the name of this team, but there was a team who was full mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Um, I never got the name of them either. We, we asked. I well, asked. I just called them the keyboard warriors because that's what they should have been called if they weren't True. called that. Oh, they great, failed. Great they, they failed in their name if they didn't pick that <laughs> name. Um, Foot Fungus 792 included Batman, Helleva, Squilly, and Chilled You. Um, also, spoiler alert, we'll have Chilled You on the show at some point in time, too. Next up, Bing Chilling, formerly HMDA. Uh, Clonely, Ramirez, Flux, and Riots. Team Solaris included Fluriously... Uh, JK, Vetra, and Bards. Divine Mind, Flex Rain, Slays, Berserk, and Raided. And then the boys, Snipel, Sandal, Robs, and Morga. Next up, 17th through 24th, $1,400 and 3,000 pro points per team. We have Oxygen Esports, Haynes, Swish, Name, and Common. War Z, uh, Monster, Posey, Collect, and Rami. Aspire Astra, Silence, Impulsion, Dynamics, and Slinky. Exet, Porky J, Filthy Jesus, Spectre, and Kratos. G1, Gamers First, Squally, Sargoth, Predevinator, and Gunshot. Team the Chiefs, Pips, Pratt, Barcode, and Madzy. Exile Gaming included, uh, is it uh, Fasty? I think it's Facty. Facty? I think so. Facty, that makes sense. Uh, Mortally, Sylvanic, and Bepix? Yep. And then Maka Esports, Looney, Batchford, Squashy and Warlord. Congratulations to the boys there. Very nice. Good shit batch. Uh, also, always love the market, guys. Uh, I want to say, Creation puts something out there. Foot Fungus. Do we add it to the list of best or worst team names? You know, it's tough to stand there and be like, let's go Foot Fungus. Nah, <laughs> fuck that. Tough Actin, Tanactin. Yeah. We're adding They it. need to get sponsored by uh, Tanactin. What was the other one we said? Uh, Gold Bond. Gold I think Bond. Was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just, it'd just be the greatest thing in the world. Uh, I'm going to add it to the best names. Does that sound good? All right. All right. Sure. I think that deserves to be the best. It's yeah. Sick. I'm going to add it to the best names. We still don't have a worst team name of the year. There's no, we're getting really close to the end of the year. Will next episode, we're going to have to do our awards. Yeah. So we got to, there's none on there. We, uh, we might oh, have to scrub. Man. There's not. There's been nothing that's like, oh no, when you just put your head, yeah, you no know, hand in I your mean, head. I mean, foot fungus could be that, but like, no, it wins foot the best and the worst. <laughs> Dude, we could. Oh, that'd be that'd be sick, actually. Um, All right, go ahead, keep going. Thirteenth through sixteenth, one thousand eight hundred twenty dollars and forty five hundred pro points per team. Team BBG. King J, Nebula, Nemesis, and Mines. Uh, shout out to Nemesis, MN boy. Yeah, originally from Minnesota. Yep. Don't know where he is now, but... Either way. Either way, yes. Uh, next team, Unsigned Talent, Aperture, Avenue, Claim, and Suppressed. Status Quo. Uh, it's just Blaze. Blaze, yep. It's, it's, it's Blaze. Uh, Frag Out, Flamesword, and Burton. Congratulations to the Status Quo guys for getting that placing. And then the Guard, 
Boom, Eli, Brainstorm, and Piles. And another big shout-out to them for getting that placing as well. I think that, that 13th through 16th placing was huge for those teams. First event together, I, I really like what I saw out of them. Obviously, they wanted to do better overall, but great job regardless. Ninth through 12th, $2,800 and 5,500 pro points per team. We have Ascend, Sicko, Legend, Sadie, and Snipe Drone. Team War, Envor, Septify, Jazeera, and Super CC. G2 Esports, Gilkey, Sab, Arctic, and Straight Sick. And then Quadrant, uh, Chick, Chick, uh, Navirix, Frager, and SLG. A uh, couple things here. Obviously, so my prediction right off the bat was wrong. Uh, I thought that Cartel, now Ascend, would break top eight. Um, it did not happen. Very close, though. But there was an EU team that did break yeah. top eight. Um, I was off on them because I thought the inconsistencies were too much there. Um, Will's going to talk about them in a second, but I do want to give a shout out to Quadrant and Ascend. Um, first LAN, uh, traveling across the world to get here, right? Yeah. Um, first LAN making 9th through 12th. That's awesome, especially considering you're right next to that G2 squad um, and that Team War squad, really. So a couple... Great teams from the North American region. You're right there next to them. Obviously, you wish you did better. We all get that. But I don't want you to think that you did poorly because that is a great stepping stone for what you can do with the next major. Um, and I can just I can just assume that the, uh, the competition is going to be even closer at the next major event. Agreed. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's... Top eight. Top All eight. Right. We're there. Let's get we into it. We are there. Seventh and eighth place teams. They took home 5,600 bucks <sighs> and 7,000 pro points per team. And we have Space Station Gaming, Tylenol, Ace, Tusk, and Deceiting. So before you before you say the, the next uh -huh. team, um, it seemed as though there were some issues that had taken place in, in some of the series that Space Station played. Um Yes. Now, I've talked about how I didn't see them doing very well this event just because, of the, again, of the inconsistencies that they have with that roster. And it's nothing against them. It's just something that we've seen throughout these open events, right? Um, so hopefully they're able to tighten things up a little bit. Um, and now, and I'll also say, hopefully they keep Tusk because if they keep Tusk and they sign him to be their official fourth, then you don't, Elamite was talking about how it's been like one of the most stressful months of trying to figure all this shit out, you know, get everything yeah. ready to go for, for Raleigh. Um, so hopefully if they actually sign Tusk, they have their full squad. They're able to fully practice together, um, compete in these pro series events that are taking place, the NA regional, the majors, whatever it may be, and keep that squad solidified because obviously the more you play together, theoretically, the better you're going to do. Um, but will, what was that other seventh and eighth place team? It was Navi. Uh, Kimbo respectful to Foxy and so Foxy for getting seventh and eighth and then Jimbo <laughs> gotta gotta give big big ups and a big shout out to these guys um, because frankly I counted them out this it's on me uh, I was definitely in that camp of I I just think they're too inconsistent now we all know we all know and understand that land is a completely different beast, right? And we definitely saw that with some of these teams that came out. But like I said, I just did not think that they were going to be making that, especially making top eight. I, I really thought the cartel squad, that Ascend squad was going to be breaking that top eight. 
but uh, no, it's Navi, and congratulations to them. Um, hope to see this continue because the only thing that we want is for these EU, uh, ANZ, Mexican, um, just all these other uh, other countries' teams to be in these top tiers. Loves it. And creative, <laughs> uh, welcome to the live show. I won't say that every time, but creative, welcome to the live show. Um, says two foxies, the best player in the EU. He moves different. Wish we saw more of his POV. That, yeah, I guess I would like to see more of his POV if that's uh, what what you're saying. I just love, just love, 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 love uh, these these higher placings for these teams. <laughs> love it. Speaking of higher placings, let's move on to the fifth and sixth place teams, Josh. We oh, have oh, I'm scared about this one. These two taking home 9,800 bucks and 8,000 pro points. Yes. Optic Gaming. Uh, yeah. If you don't know, it's Pistola, Trippy, Lucid, and APG. Yep. I would say this was kind of a a miss on their part, not where they wanted to be, not where they were expected to be. They were after the qualifiers. They were considered a favorite to win the event. Um, and for all intents and purposes, uh, after pool play, they got shit on. Like if, if we're just going to be real about it, we're, we'll talk about series later. And yes, they did go to a game five against Sentinels mm-hmm. with a substitute player. But the fact he, of the matter is they got shit on. They did not. We'll talk about it later. I just, that, that is not where anybody I think expected them to land. And then we also had Pioneers, Soul Snipe, Manny, Druck, and Talik. And uh, Pioneers, um, they were playing pretty hot. Um, Would have loved for them to break into the top four. Um, I'm going to try, while Will's talking about the other teams here, I'm going to go back to our previous episode to get our uh, predictions up. I know you didn't put numbers on them, but I just want to see where we were in terms of that. But go ahead, Will. What do we got for the other teams? We're talking for moving on to fourth place. Yep, go for it. Uh, $19,600 for fourth place and 9,000 pro points went to Sentinels. If you don't know, that was Snakebite, Frosty, Lethal, and Formal stepping in for the uh, now in jail Royal 2. The now in jail. <laughs> in Halo Royal jail. Two. Yeah, Sentinels getting fourth. Uh, I, we all knew. What's up, Oxford? Welcome back. We all knew that the Sentinels were going to tear through the open bracket. Like, we already knew that. Yes. And for those who are unaware, uh, we talked about it briefly earlier, but if you're just if you're just tuning in and didn't watch the event, um, Royal 2 got suspended uh, because of uh, making his server only go to Seattle, right? Something like that. Yep. So uh, Sentinels, as a team, lost their points. Um, therefore they lost their pool play spot. Therefore having to fight through open bracket. And as the matches take place, because creative also mentions like how they had to fight, um, or halo creation back to back C nine, then send is what got them. I think. Yeah. Sentinels having to fight through open bracket kind of fucked the bracket overall. Yeah. You had, it was so top team heavy because of that. But at the same time, uh, esports engine fucked up the bracket first. And then Spartan, as much as I disagree with how he goes about complaining on Twitter and voicing criticisms, it's nothing against the man. It's just a point I want to make. Yeah. Uh, 
the fact of the matter is he got results. Um, and they did update the bracket after there was complaining on Twitter. Uh, because Fra- it was wrong. When it first when the championship bracket came out, it was wrong. Yeah. Um, they had they had closer seeds playing against one another, and this is not how that should work. But either way, the bracket was kind of fucky regardless. All right. Um moving on. Third place team. This was a surprise to me. Me too. I thought a couple other teams would have would have taken this spot, but we had FaZe Clan taking home FaZe. $39,200 and 11,000 points. That's a drunk Will story in Raleigh. Uh, the team included Boo Boo Doo Boo, Snipe Down, Bound, and Falcated. Yes. Congrats on getting that far. Bound at his first LAN event. Competed very well, in my opinion. Yes. Um, snipe Down, just doing Snipe Down things as well. It was, it was awesome. I was, I was happy that they were the ones that knocked out Sentinels, too. I went and bought a face sweatshirt. Also, uh, Eric with the gifted sub to creative. Thank you so much. You also get a woo. Have you seen the end? Yes. We'll talk about that later. Justin, don't worry. It's here. Oxford (laughs) says, saw some well-known names placed pretty low, which was surprising. Makes me wonder if infinite is bringing in a lot of new strong talent. I really fucking hope so. Um, something that was talked about by a group at the event was that the, the gun skill is not as high of a ceiling. But so it comes down to positioning, team setups, things like that, which Halo has been about for a long time it's as well. It's a team oriented game. So the, the the teams that can work to, together and also have great shots are going to perform well, and it might make some shakeups from what we've seen in the past. Yes, so we'll have to wait and see what happens at future events. We need that merch. <laughs> Second place. Second place. Eighty four thousand dollars. Nice. Nice little chunk of money there. It is. 15,000 pro points. It's E United, Spartan, Rain, Ryan Noob, and King Nick. I don't think anybody expected them to get this placing. Nope. I, I certainly would have not put them in, that, in that, that high of a spot. Yes. And that, again, I don't know. I, I think it was just the roster composition. It, to me, made me think that they weren't going to place as high as they did. Um, and Frank, I'm happy they did. I'm, I'm really happy they did because there's a point I'm going to make later on in the show that will explain exactly why I'm happy they placed where they did. And then first place, if you don't know, well, now you'll know taking home 140 grand and 25,000 pro points. It's cloud nine eco penguin renegade and stellar the splice roster plus penguin. Yes. Um, new splice. Yes, new splice. It's exactly what I tweeted out. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, big congratulations to Penguin, his first major event win ever. Um, and he even said, I think, in his post-game interview, like it was a long time coming, and he's had opportunities before, but this is like, this is the one. This is it. First infinite event, first infinite LAN event. Um, and man, they fucking, oh boy. They showed up. They came out swinging. There, that was a, that was exactly what Old Splice was. That's exactly what that CLG Optic Talk Sentinels roster was, where they just fucking dominated. They, they took over series, and there was nothing the opponent could do. No. And we'll talk about the grand finals in more detail in a little bit uh, because I don't think United played necessarily poorly. 
I really don't. And like I said, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, Will, what do we got for the FFA results? And also, big shout out to Maddie for getting these for me. All right. From the FFA, in eighth place, taking home $100 was Ty. Seventh, taking home $125 was Exemplified. Sixth, taking home $150 was FPS. Fifth, $200, Gold Star BR. Fourth, taking home $425 was Gunflection. Third, taking home $800 was Moosh World. Second, taking home $1,200 was Impulsion. And first, taking home two grand was Vetra. Congratulations. Yes, yes. Yes. And then we also had a new award that was presented at this event, Will. Yeah. The Astro Breakout Player. And it went to Fragout from Status Quo. Congratulations. I can... I. I I was rooting for Chilled to eventually get this oh, at sure. some point because I think he's got that skill. He's young. He's coming up. Look out for this guy in the future. But Frag Out getting the Astro Breakout player. Kind of cool. They're kind of highlighting some some talent that may not be as well known. 100%. Really love that idea. Uh, frankly, I didn't even realize this is going to be a thing until it was announced on the stream. Yep. Um, so maybe a little bit more promotion around that would have been cool. But the fact of the matter is it was an actual award. So congratulations, Frag Out. Greatly deserved. Um, links to the brackets. It, it's one link, but all the brackets are there. And then uh, all the VODs, including day one, two, and three from Main Bravo, Charlie, and Delta streams are all included in the show notes. Go check them out. Um, okay. Will, before we get into everybody's thoughts about the event as a whole, let's talk about some shit that happened during the event, shall we? Let's go. First up, main stage technical issues. Okay, so um, Creative mentioned a good point earlier on. Also, uh, yeah, Also, I'll just want to throw this out there. For everybody that's following and whatnot, we'll shout everybody out towards the end of the show, but we greatly appreciate all the followers that are coming in, so thank you so, so, so much. Um, create, creative stated, and on Space Station, they had like five disconnects and suffering what uh, – what was meant to be the first team to play on stream. Uh, oh, it's suffering what it meant to be the first team to play on stream. Yep. And that's yeah. exactly what I wanted to talk about now. So main stage technical issues by Adam Apicella and Tashi Adam put out on Reddit. Uh, I think like the first day of the event that it was an issue with the 6,800 and 6,900 graphics cards in the new PCs. Unfortunately, we have stabilized the issue, but it was unfortunate and also a known issue with some of the crashes from that card. So two things. Will, I'm going to ask you before I even bring anything up. Oh, gosh. Are we able to talk about what was told? Not sure. I'm not going to mention it. It's not 100% confirmed. I'm not going to mention so. it then. The one thing I'm going to mention is... um, I'll just say this. Due to what we know, and if that's true, then the point I'm going to make is going to be mute. But the point I want to bring up is, if this was a known issue, then why the fuck are we doing it anyway? But again, because of the information, it's I get it. So there you go. The PCs had AMD graphics cards in them. Okay. 6800, 6900 uh, AMD graphics cards. And... Uh, they were causing issues, but not just a little bit. Like it was the whole fucking time on Friday. 
It was terrible. Yeah. So, uh, after the event took place, Lethal reached out on Twitter and said, hopefully we get some info on it, uh, on if we'll be playing on a Series X for more than just open brackets soon. Already hard enough finding them in stock, so the sooner the better. And Tashi said, yeah, aren't going to wait very long. Our minds are it's Xbox unless PC is proven fast. Then we target PC again for Kansas City. So Anaheim is more than likely going to be Xbox is what it sounds like. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, if you're putting you're putting those PCs out there that are just going to crash your game constantly, it's not going to create a good viewing experience and a good event. And we have learned that. We definitely learned that on day one. Mm-hmm. How about some fun facts, Will? Fun facts? Hit, All right. hit me with them. Man, T- I'm just like skipping sentences today. It's okay. Combining words. I need I should have worn my words hard today shirt. Underneath your underneath the Christmas sweater. Christmas sweater. Team attendance by 400 GG. With 214 teams in attendance, Raleigh 2021 is officially the biggest LAN in HCS history. So congratulations to all involved. All the bullshit aside, that's a great achievement. Justin says, bet you a Series X uh, wouldn't have had that issue. JK, I get what they tried to do. I'm just a Series X player, so suck it to the PC players when I can. (laughs) (laughs) Now I get it. And they switched. They switched to Series X dev kits throughout the rest of the weekend. Mm -hmm. So Saturday and Sunday, it it was Series X dev kits on the main stage. Do we think the game crashes were because they had to download it via the Microsoft Store? No. no. They were using Steam lobbies to form the custom games. There you go. I can I can confirm that. There you go. It's just, you know, the game is so poorly optimized on PC. Still. It still is. The funny thing is, why the fuck? Oh my God, this blows my fucking mind. You're playing on... We're here to announce, not us, but like this is in the past. We're here to announce that the official HCS monitor is these Zowie 24-inch 240 hertz monitors. When the game, you can't even get fucking over 100 frames on low. Like, oh, for the... Uh, it blows yeah. my mind. Like, the game is so poorly fucking optimized, it's insane. All in Juan, welcome to the live show. Uh, was playing in the FFA and this one guy who tried to play keyboard and mouse on an Xbox was the reason FFA settings weren't saving when trying to start the game. Felt super bad for him because I heard he uh, Ubered to Best Buy and got peripherals just for this on top of waiting two to three hours just to start. We'll talk about the FFA shit later too. But also welcome to the live show. Hope you're having a great night. Sai says, yeah, I have the game on the bare lowest settings and still runs just okay. Yeah. Yep. Halo Creation. Yeah, shout out to the staff for changing all the set uh, stages set up after day one. Yep. Yep, great call to get those uh, PCs out of there. Yes, and Sai says even COD is way better optimized. It, it seriously boggles my mind how shit the game plays on PC. And what's, what's even more funny to me is are these pro players complaining that, oh, it should be on PC. Motherfuckers, what are you playing with? I want to know. I doubt you're getting consistent frames. Don't tell me you are because you're not. No way. Um, the refs also didn't know how to help PC players. There, There is an issue with consistency there. There was an issue. Can it, can it, considering it's a Microsoft game, it's a bad look, dude. There's, oh my God. It's a shit show. Okay. More fun facts, though. We're here about fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. They're fun. Fun, happy facts. on the fun. Fun. 
So Yay. viewership, this is my esports charts. This is fun. Uh, 267,000 peak viewers on the HTS kickoff major Raleigh 2021. Cloud nine versus E United is the most popular match of the event. Crazy. Yep. That's huge. That is fucking massive. Hey, dead game, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, partner teams by wonder boy. Wonder boy says seven of the top eight teams at Raleigh are HTS partner teams with pioneers. The only outlier. Hmm. Yep. Pretty fucking cool. Big team battle bonanza plans is by Tashi. For those asking when the next big team battle bonanza is, <laughs> the plan is to currently do a rematch once a year. However, we want every major to have an awesome and fun show match like that, but each one special and unique. Cooking up some fun plans for Kansas City. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Brian, welcome to the live show. Hope you're having a great night. FFA broadcast is by Tashi. Uh, so Moses tweeted out and was asking about why the FFA finals were not streamed. Yes. And uh, here's the reasoning. Goal is to show both BTB Bonanza and FFA. OBS mode for FFA isn't ready for showtime just yet. Another thing that didn't make it for launch. Also, the, the schedule wouldn't have really allowed it with the way things went down. Yeah. Anyway, schedule is a shit show. Rage says, sad I didn't go to Raleigh. Everyone and their mother was there. Exactly. Everyone and their mother got sick after the fact, too. Myself included. 214 team rankings. This is by Neil Johnson. I wanted to include this because, Will, you competed in the FFA. I did. I competed with the elite Guilty Sparkles. 343 Guilty Sparkles. Yeah, Come it on. was, but we had to change our fucking name. Also, I'm going to I'm gonna shit talk... Uh, a staff member, but that'll be later. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. I am going to shit talk them. Um, guys, I'm all, I'm all about like being nice to people that run events and whatnot, but I just want to share a story later that happened when I went to go pick up my pass. It is funny. It, this guy, this guy was the... so out of touch with everything that was going on. I laughed my ass off. Okay. So, uh, 214 team rankings by Neil Johnson. He says, using match scores, adjusting for game types across the open bracket, pool play, and the championship bracket, here are the rankings for all 214 teams that participated in HGS Raleigh. And guess what? Huh. We weren't last. No way. Yep, we were not last. The elite Guilty Sparkles, a.k.a. the 343 Guilty Sparkles, which you should have been called, we were team, we got ranked 170th out of 214. Nice job. So we are not last. I definitely was the worst player on the team, but we were not last. Uh, Thank God. I didn't need my ego hurt even further after how that shitstorm happened, but oh. um, game needs a HUD with a mini map for the viewers and casters. Way harder to follow what is happening without seeing multiple POVs. It was impossible to know. That is a point that they understand and they are looking into that. So that is something they're looking into. So don't worry. Um, and yes, FFA was a fucking shit show. All right. The Sentinel situation. After the event happened, Lethal said, hopefully the HCS releases some info on, on, on exactly how Anaheim will work. I just know it's labeled as an NA regional event. Royal 2 is still serving a suspension in Halo prison sentence until like January 28th. And that's after all the online point tourneys before that event. Tashi said, you guys are in pool play in Anaheim with your placement in Raleigh. It can make one roster change, a.k.a. one player, to keep your spot. 
so you should be good for when Matt is released from prison. Lethal said, okay, I didn't know that was possible from Raleigh placings. That makes things much simpler. Now we don't have to worry about bailing him out anytime soon. Tashi said, from here on out, the format puts an emphasis on placements as opposed to points. Raleigh placements feed into Anaheim. Anaheim placements feed into Kansas City. And in other words, I made this joke before, but it really fucking stands true. It's like, whose line is it anyway where the points don't fucking matter? Welcome to HCS. The points fucking don't matter. Like, why have them then? Who fucking cares? I think it will matter not for the... Because the teams that qualified... Yeah. ...will get their qualifications, but the teams that didn't qualify, the points will matter. Sure. And just say say Sentinel somehow gets knocked out super early in Anaheim. Fuck them. Then their, their points will matter for the next yeah, tournament where they sure. get placed. And then also... Yeah, because this fucking released today too. The Router 2 merch... By Royal 2. <laughs> I had to give him props for it, you know. He's capitalizing on a situation, he right? He is, yep. Good for you, dude. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, if you want your Router 2 merch, check out the link in the Google Doc of the show. It's, the show. it's on t-shirts, hoodies. You can buy that shit. There you go. Brian said, should have just had registration and check-in all online. No real reason to have a massive line. That makes sense. There's a lot of fucking fucky things there. All right. I'm going to read. He's going to read. I'm going to read. Ready? Uh, Sure. I'm going to take a swig of water. Water? Water. 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 I, don't I need it. It's a SpongeBob reference for those who are wondering. It is a SpongeBob reference. Old school SpongeBob, by the way. The good SpongeBob. Yeah. All right. You, you ready for this? Oh, uh, da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 da. Okay. Yep. Community right. impressions and feedback. This is by many. I want to kick things off with Mr. Cheese. Mr. Cheese. Mr. Cheese, a keyboard and mouse player. He was at Raleigh. Yes. Yo, Tashi and HCS. I'm a mouse and keyboard player who competed at Raleigh. I'm here making a thread with feedback on how to make the mouse and keyboard LAN experience more fair and accessible so that Halo Esports can grow to appeal towards a wider mouse and keyboard audience. Let's get started. One, educate refs on how to navigate Xbox with a mouse and keyboard. One of the most frustrating things during this event for myself was the ref's lack of knowledge about common mouse and keyboard blug, blug, bugs and glitches and how to even use a mouse and keyboard past gameplay. I think it should be a high priority for the HCS to educate their refs about mouse and keyboard if events like this are marketed as cross-input. I think the refs at Raleigh did their best with the tools they were given, but I really wish they were prepped a little bit better for my fellow mouse and keyboard competitors. Two, poor mouse and keyboard optimization on the Xbox Series X. Going into the event, I practiced playing on my PC with Xbox-like settings, for example, capping my frames at 120, However, none of that prepared me for how poor mouse and keyboard felt on the Series X. Very noticeable input lag for both my mouse and keyboard made even things like sliding feel unnatural, let alone trying to shoot other players. It's also worth noting that the side buttons on gaming mice don't work on the Series X. And so myself and other players I've talked to had to make some last minute changes to our binds, further adding to the list of odds stacked against us. I feel like moving forward, if at all possible, giving mouse and keyboard players PCs to play on would be ideal. 
seems pretty clear to me that playing mouse and keyboard on Xbox puts you at a disadvantage, which I think is bad for aspiring mouse and keyboard players who can help grow the Halo community and the HCS. Three, chairs. This one might seem like the, it's the smallest of the three criticisms, but trust me, it makes a difference. When playing mouse and keyboard, and the height at which you rest your mouse arm can really change how you aim. Many mouse and keyboard players aim with their arm resting around their waist, but in this event, the chairs were not height adjustable and not nearly tall enough for general mouse and keyboard play. I had to borrow a friend's Astro Box to sit on to feel comfortable with my aim, which I don't think should ever have to be an option to compete. Anyways, that's it for me. Hope the HCS seriously considers these concerns moving forward so that also keyboard players can compete on a level playing field. And for those who are wondering, the seats we got to compete on were the same seats that were in the spectator area. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Does anybody have a link to that Zowie monitor that's used? I can look it up. Can you look it up, please? Can you can you pull it up and bring up the stats while I continue reading? I'd appreciate that. Just like I appreciate you. Oh. Next up by Janelle Victoria. She states, Raleigh 343 HCS experience from an AM perspective. I would like to start this off by addressing 343 Industries and the game devs. After putting out Halo 5 and refocusing your attention on MCC, you had a community of fans that were divided and opinionated. I couldn't imagine the pressure within the studio to make what seemed like an impossible task possible. I thought, how can they make a game that makes both groups of fans happy? Well, you guys did it. The sandbox is refreshing and explorative. The power to use it lies within each player and allows so much room for skill expression. I applaud you guys for the work you've done and with all eyes on you. Thank you for an amazing game. Now, let's talk about the HCS event this weekend. I'm sure you've gotten a lot of feedback already, but I hope I can lay it out in a way that you can read all the criticisms in a clear, concise place. We'll start with the schedule. It was a mess. I showed up with my team on Friday at 7.30 a.m. so that we could check in at 8 a.m. We were led into the venue at 9 a.m. to warm up. The bracket was posted at the end of warm-ups around 10.30. I had to buy winner's bracket round one. My team didn't play its first winner's bracket round two match until 6 p.m. That is 10 hours of sitting around, not getting to play or practice with my team. I think early check-in for open bracket teams could help move things along. There needs to be a large window on Thursday, a time frame of 2 p.m. to about 7 p.m., in addition to the Friday check-in. What else? I was going to say, what did you want to know about the monitor? Does it have free sync capability? It says G-Sync compatible. It's G-Sync compatible? Yes. I want you to look at the specs itself and see if it has free sync. Because it sounds to me, so G-Sync compatible makes me think free sync and not a G-Sync monitor. The reason I ask is because if you have a FreeSync enabled monitor, then you should, there should be a decrease in input delay because of variable refresh rate. If it was able to be enabled on the Xbox, I didn't even check to see if it was. Whatever. Um, but yeah, rage. 10 hours and then going cold. Yep, that's exactly what it was. 
Justin says, I was thinking about upgrading to one, but it's like 325 bucks. Plus I have to pay for another like 80 to $90 for shipping and import fees to Canada. So my monitor is fine right now. I hear you, man. No, FreeSync is not listed anywhere that I'm seeing. Okay. So um, I wonder if VRR was not available to use with it. I wonder. Because oh, yep. Variable refresh rate technology compatible. G-Sync compatible. And it says FreeSync. Okay, so it uses AMD FreeSync. So I'm wondering then. So for those who don't know, I just want to put this out there into the ethos just so people are aware because I've been seeing some conflicting information and I want people to understand. Okay. Um, you do not need HDMI 2.1. Okay. Which is what the Xbox series X outputs. You do not need HDMI 2.1 to get, uh, VRR. So like the monitor that I'm, that I have sitting in front of us right now, the gigabyte one right there. Mm hmm you you can enable it via 2.0 connection so it's not it's it's all about bandwidth necessary and you don't you don't need it for that sure you do need it for i believe 4k 120 vrr but for like uh 1440p 144 hertz for 1080p 240 hertz i believe a two uh hdmi 2.0 standard can support all that um so what I'm wondering is, since those monitors support FreeSync te technology, if it if VRR was not enabled on the dev kits, oh, because I know, I know for a fact that uh, there were some setups that had quality mode on, because in the Xbox settings, it wasn't switched to 120 hertz to enable performance mode in Infinite. Oh. We real we we saw that uh, during four v four, so we had to go in and change that. So I'm wondering if VRR was not turned on for the consoles, and that could have been an increase in the input delay because of VSync. And then if you have VRR, it disables VSync. So, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But that's that. <laughs> I would All also right. like to address the lack of warm ups before matches. It didn't matter if you showed up early or on time. The refs were not allowing us to plug in our controllers until our opponents were also at the station. There were so many settings to go over and review between the Xbox, the Zowie monitors, and Infinite. There was never enough time to really comb through and figure out what settings worked for you. For a lot of us, it was frustrating to see how many stations were being unused throughout the course of open bracket. Now, from what we heard, this is because, and again, I don't know how it incredibly true this is, but from what we heard from officials at the event, it was because they were dev kits that were being used and not retail units. And that is why they were not allowing open like free play for warmups or for just for playing or whatever it is. So please don't be mad at the people involved. Just understand that there's a, there's a chip shortage. There's a Silicon shortage. They couldn't have retail units there. They had to use dev kits and if that was the reasoning behind it, then there you go. That's it. Um, Dave says dev kits or not, it's impossible to let all team warm up. Sure. And that's, that's fine. I'm just saying from what we heard, it was the dev kits. Um, so 
We are paying money for travel, lodging, and team passes for the opportunity to play on an equal playing field amongst our peers. Playing well on land is the most credible source of skill a player can have. We are here to see where we fall in the grand scheme of players and teams. But what do you do when that equal playing field does not feel equal? There was insane. There was an insane amount of input delay on some of the setups. I expected there to be some input input delay input delay because well xboxes but some of these games felt like the equivalent of playing on 200 ping i only sat at a setup like this once the losers bracket round four match that would ultimately end up knocking my team out of the tournament i will say that i don't know if it was because of the setup that i was at but uh my sensitivity just felt off i felt the same so i felt the same it didn't feel I mean, I wouldn't say I felt like I had a ton of input lag, mm-hmm. but something felt just different or off. And, it, you know, you're playing on a different setup than you're used to at home. It could just simply be that. And that it was a, it's a dev kit. It's not the, I play on a retail Series X. There may be slight differences there. And you're playing on land. And on land. Yeah. It's all different. Multitude of things. Um. I'm not going to pretend like I know the logistics of how LAN servers work with the new generation of Xboxes, and before I speak on HDS Raleigh, I would like to reference LAN on the 360s. When I attended MLG Raleigh 2010 and and shot my BR for the first time on LAN, I felt like I opened the gates of heaven. Every Halo 5 open bracket I played felt like it had major problems. It did not feel like LAN, and as we we already know, it kind of wasn't, so that's besides the point. Uh... During Halo 5, I played some smaller lands that felt amazing, but the experience of playing with 40 other teams playing at the same time is only something you're going to experience in an event of this scale. I personally believe that this is a problem you are at least somewhat aware of, and that is the reason there were so many unused stations during the course of the event. It felt like you were trying to preserve the servers while some of the bigger pro matches were going on at the same time. I think the more people playing land at the same time causes some huge problems. Because of these problems, I don't think whether you're playing on Xboxes or PCs will have any effect of how badly the input lag feels. I don't know. Like she states, I don't know the logistics behind it all. I don't either. I will say we did get that production tour where they showed us how there's a whole team sitting back there making sure servers are online, connections are good, all that. Yes. Yep. And from the main stage issues, it sounded like it was, it wasn't server issues more so the the hardware itself for the PCs. Yes. We did see on day two, a couple leg outs, which was yep. a server issue. Yes. But not nearly to like the, the extreme that day one was correct. Um, creative States can't overclock controller and Xbox, uh, or their PCs. That perspective is flawed because Halo three online was garbage. So yeah, land felt significantly better. Halo 3 out of the box was unplayable. I mean, I don't know. I only played Halo 3 online. I never played in a LAN environment, so. Actually, that's incorrect. I played at one. What's up, Jordan? Welcome back to the live show. To put it in perspective, watching the grand finals, C9 versus United, it was hard to tell from a spectator standpoint whether they were playing on Xbox or PC. It was the dev Xboxes, in case you were wondering. But at that point, there was no one else playing in the venue, and the game was looking incredibly clean. Not to directly call Adam Apicella out for his tweets, but there was only one or two refs that I personally saw wiping down stations. And if COVID was a real concern for the staff and for the players, why were the matches not being posted via Discord, Twitter, hcs.ee.gg? When the FFA was posted, you had hundreds of people standing within inches of each other trying to squint at a 40-inch TV to figure out where they played and what time. The people at the information desk were incredibly overloaded and, in my opinion, deserve some type of bonus for everything that they dealt with. Yes. 
The event would not have gone on without them. It seemed like when there were problems at the stations, the refs were unequipped to deal with slash handle those problems. There were random audio glitches uh, where no matter how cranked the mix amp was, it was still impossible to hear. You couldn't tell where, uh, where you were being shot from and your teammates would be drowned out from the venue. I'd complained multiple times to the ref about the input lag and had to basically beg for a new Xbox. He said because he couldn't visually see something wrong, he thought it was unnecessary to replace my Xbox. I finally got a new Xbox and the input lag stayed the same, further reinforcing my theory about LAN servers. Unless you play the game, you're most likely not going to see input lag. You have to actually feel the input lag to understand how it feels. And the only critique to the game itself is that the settings sometimes wouldn't input or completely uh, glitch out. If you join the server for your station, you can no longer change your service tag. Uh, the final match I played, I had show service tags checked, and yet I played the whole series with blue circles over my all my teammates' heads. I had that problem in one of the 4v4 series I played with as well. Hossy with the Prime Gaming sub. Thank you so much. Welcome to the live show. You get a woo! Um, I agree with the show service tags glitch because I had the same thing happen to me. And, uh, I, I felt like I got fucked because of it, but again, I didn't play well either way. Sure. But it is a shitty thing to happen. Overall, I personally don't see myself competing until land becomes a truly equal playing field for all attendees. I enjoyed seeing everyone and being a part of the experience. I hope that at least the land server issues can be addressed because they've been problematics across DreamHack and HCS events. I basically agree with everything she says there. Um, we'll go into our thoughts more deeply after we read through Brooks, Brooks's statement here. Um, the reason why I included these three individuals in the show is because these three provided um, not just lengthy, but like clear information from a mouse and keyboard perspective, a, spe uh, a amateur perspective, and just an all around perspective. And they so, were yeah very well worded yes. and constructive. Yes. So here is Brooks, uh, leader of the SVP, um, and just all around great community member as well. Uh, so hcs.ee.gg and event signups. So this is broken up into segments. The hcs.ee.gg website worked well in signing up my teammates and getting info prior to the event. Signup was easy for individuals and teams based on my experience. And I do wish that team passes and GAVAP tickets went up for sale at the same time since all of them were used for admission. This would have allowed more people to purchase the pass that worked best for them instead of people buying both or neither and trying to work out work it out after the fact. Had they been sold at the same time, I think there would have been less people trying to sell their passes under the table and less headache for everyone involved. Some people even bought team passes at the end of it uh, with the intention of getting DQ just so they could attend. I mean, what we saw literally that question asked in our Discord server. Yes. I forgot who it was, but somebody asked, if I just purchased a team pass, can I just attend the event? And yeah, you can, but it kind of defeats the fucking purpose of buying a team pass. But whatever. Um, my main complaint with the website was that it didn't remain updated during the event and eventually became a source of frustration during the event as things got shuffled around due to technical issues and other unexpected situations, as it didn't have an accurate schedule anymore. It also seemed to never have the FFA bracket information, updated 4v4 information, and the bracket as a whole was down for many users starting as early as Saturday, possibly as a result as many players checking and refreshing for FFA updated 4s information. Fun fact, not fun, but FFA was never on there and is still not on there. It's a bummer. Maddie literally had to scrub through the points, like how the points allocation worked out to determine mm -hmm. the top 8 for the FFA. Like, that's fucked. Yeah, it's not posted anywhere, and that's... Yeah. So please do better. Raleigh. At a high level, I thought Raleigh was an interesting choice. I'd never been, and while some questioned this decision, I think it worked out really well. 
A lot of the people were able to drive to this event, even if it was difficult for some who had to travel further out. That being said, although it was difficult for some on the West Coast, some others, like Monza, an Austin competitive player from ANZ, who a lot of people know, traveled like 20 hours to make it work. If there's a will, there's a way. Some locations will work better than others, and that's why we have events at different locations. Yes. Um, Hossi, I want to read your comment here. You say, can't stick around as I'm traveling with my fiance. Hey, congratulations, by the way. But I just wanted to drop in to say I'm a new listener and really enjoy the podcast. I'm new to the competitive Halo scene, and you guys have made it easy to get informed and excited for the new HCS season. Can't wait to listen on the road tomorrow. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you both. Holy fuck. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. Very nice. Very kind of you. Very, very kind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And again, congratulations to your engagement to your fiance um, and uh, safe travels as well. Merry Christmas to you as well. Silos, welcome back. Hope you enjoy your time with Competitive Halo. Absolutely. Um, Again, thank you so much. It's really fucking kind. Uh, Raleigh's neat. RDU actually can, uh, can be flown to from a lot of airports, and there's plenty of places to stay and things to do. There's plenty of good places to eat, and it seems that the city is safe overall, although my perspective on this is skewed, having grown up in a rough spot. The convention center is very cool, easy to get to, and the parking around the venue is free, late, and on the weekends, which is awesome for the Halo community, given that most of the event takes place over the weekend. There are also some pretty, uh, plenty of nightlife opportunities close by for the community to socialize after each day if they chose to. Uh, one point I want to make to that is that uh, food places did not stay open nearly late enough. As we realized later on, it was a fucking shite show is what I want to say. Um, arrivals and check-in. I like that early check-in was an option for those who were able to make it between 6 and 8 p.m. on Thursday. My team was able to take advantage of this and appreciated it greatly. We had no line to wait in and check-in process was very smooth besides them asking us to take 343 out of our team name, which was a reasonable request. No, Brooks, stick your fucking ground here. Come on. I get it, though. It's bullshit is what it is. <laughs> we could have 343 in your name. Fuck off. We got our comp passes and we're good to go. Getting my VIP pass was simple enough, although it looked like the spectator passes had a substantially longer line. FFA signups were also very rough for non-VIPs, it seemed. I felt like the shorter lines were the biggest benefit of having the VIP pass. Would you agree with that s sentiment, Will? Uh, just the only shorter line I stood in was for, I guess, to get, them, get the VIP in the morning and then the FFA. So, yes. Okay. More on that. More on VIP passes yeah. later for me. Sorry, throat's dry. I need to keep drinking. Hey, it's all good. Um, what you do. That's why I bought, I brought two bottles with me because I'm like, I know I'm going to be fucking chugging G Fuel well, all day. Both G Fuel? Both, yeah. Oh, so, you, so you're staying up all night to game, right? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. This shit doesn't affect me caffeine-wise. It's just I don't like the taste. I'm so weird. Like, I don't I don't want carbonated water because I don't drink pop as much anymore, uh, but I don't like carbonated water, so I just... I just drink G Fuel as an alternative. Yeah. And okay. I like the flavors that they have. So it's it's been my go-to. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the Microsoft health check-in process each day was a breeze, and the professionals checking our health information at the door were all very kind, hardworking, and professional. Security personnel working behind them were also similarly awesome. All the masses that we were playing or watching asked us how our teams were doing and wished us good luck. While this may have been a result of the famed Southern hospitality, I would love to see this level of care and professionalism exhibited by these teams at future events. Based on my experience, I can't think of anything else I'd want from these personnel. I have thoughts on the yep. personnel later. Good and bad. Uh, for what it's worth, security allowing us to bring seal... For what it's worth... Security allowing us to bring sealed bottles of water and empty bottles to use at refillable water stations inside of the venue is a huge win. 
Brooks, you experienced things I didn't. Will didn't either. Too many of the competitors and spectators this weekend were still foregoing proper nutrition and hydration to stay, compete, watch, etc. Having easy access to clean, drinkable water is amazing and needs to continue to be an option in future events. We have thoughts on that in a second. Um, Jordan, that is easily one of the greatest moments I've ever fucking seen. Not just from a podcast perspective, but from a video perspective. Wait, Bert Kreishner and his it's Kool-Aid so, water bottle? It's so fucking funny. All right, this has to be on YouTube, so I, it I, will, is. It's I will pull the, it up right it's the, now and It's look the Bert it Kreischer, uh, um, his podcast with fucking... Why am I forgetting his fucking name? It's his best friend. Oh, um, Tom Segura. Thank you, Tom Segura. Yes, it, it's, it's from their podcast... Two bears, one cave or something like that. But like, it's, it's a clip from that podcast and it is fucking hilarious. Basically, Tom didn't realize that Bert had Kool-Aid in his, in his fucking jug. Tom Segura discovers Bert Kreisner drinks a gallon of Kool-Aid a day. Yeah. And so he didn't realize he had Kool-Aid in there. And, uh, and he, he just casually says that he has Kool-Aid in there and he's, and Tom's like, wait, you're drinking Kool-Aid right now. He's like, fuck yeah, Kool-Aid's awesome. And he's like, and and he's just like blown away that he fucking just drinks that much Kool-Aid because he thought he was joking. And he's like, no, you want to try some? And he pours some out in a little cup for him to try. And he's like, holy shit, that's literally fucking Kool-Aid. And he loses it. Just fucking loses it. Wow. It's it's phenomenal. Please watch that clip. Post it in the chat is what you should do. All right, all right. I hope this is the right one. I, I bet it is. I don't want to take a freaking survey, YouTube. God damn it, YouTube. The go. venue. The convention center was awesome and let in a lot of natural light during the day until you got inside where the event was, which was still cool in its own way. The production quality for this event was really solid, I think. Uh, I only have HCS Daytona in 2017 and DreamHack 2018 to compare it to, but I think it was awesome. Main stage looked great. There were 32 sets of eight-player stations and featured stations. Each team had their own shop for merch. Not true. Giveaways and fan interactions. HCS was also selling their own merch in their own space. There were plenty of bathrooms in the event room and upstairs uh, outside of the event room. Although the stall to urinal ratio was definitely unusually low and caused more than a few backups in the men's rooms. But hey, now you know what it's like for a woman. I mean, there was, what, three stalls and one, or three urinals and one stall for each men's room. Yes. While I've rooted for the Sun Squad for some time and have also been a fan of G2 since they picked up Callus, I've definitely become a fan of SSG, Space Station, as an org. They're funny as hell, and their booth was the best I've visited this event. They have the coolest stuff, the best customer service, and the best fan interactions, in my experience, at this event. There was also a UNSC vehicle. Um, it was the Jeep. He says possibly a Razorback or a different style of Puma. It was a Jeep. It was a Gladiator. Jeep yeah, it was Gladiator. a Jeep Gladiator. Um, I've been busy and haven't gotten to play campaign yet. Maybe starting tomorrow. So excuse me here, but it looked badass, and it seemed that people were actually really respectful and careful around it, despite being able to touch it if they wanted to, which I thought was awesome. Can't say anything about the con- uh, concessions in the venue because I ate outside of the venue in Raleigh or in our Airbnb and only had water in the venue. The concessions were met good that they had them, but just yeah. meh overall. Some- ba- yeah. Uh, Dave says teabag keycaps. Yo, yeah, tea they, bag, were, they were great. That was a spe- Raleigh specific too. Yes, they were. Uh, we're good on the monitor, Dave. Dave's asking if we needed the link. I found it. Thank you. 
Some cool additions to the event space in the future could include a place for artists uh, and the like to sell their wares, like the artist alley or whatever at DreamHack events. Not sure if this would work with the partner team's contracts or with copyright issues surrounding Halo and stuff, but it would be neat to see if it was possible. Possibly a rotational meet and greet station where different HCS grassroots partners, streamers, and content creators can meet members of the community from uh, X time to Y time. This will let the community better connect with the streamers they follow, as well as allow the streamers to become more known to members of the community who haven't seen their content yet. I like that idea. The BTB Bonanza Part 2 is badass. Team GB here, even though I didn't couldn't get picked uh, to play on his team. I know this is only supposed to maybe be an annual thing for now, and that there are other plans for show matches in the meantime. However, I do think that this and other show matches could be implemented better in future events. Having BTB Bonanza 2 on Saturday night was okay, but getting to have it right before the finals on Sunday or as a kickoff to the event on the night before the first day or even the first day night of the event could be more badass. The more people in the crowd, the more hype it is. At this event, there were a lot of people who didn't know what was happening or who were watching doing other things if they didn't leave the venue already. I don't think the, that the event happens uh, at its scheduled time as expected. Yeah, it got delayed because matches delayed, mm-hmm. um, which also hurt the attendance in the venue. I'm not sure how it was received on live stream, although I did see some technical difficulties while spectating in the event, such as audio that didn't match the POV on screen or an accidental switch to a feature station 4v4 match. That was funny. That was. <laughs> the casters handled that really well, though. They did. They just cut like immediately to it on accident, and they they just hopped right into that match and then cut back over the BTB, and they're like, oh, now we're back here. Without a fucking hitch, they just <laughs> killed it. That's what that's what happens when you have cross-trained talent, right? They're beautiful. They're they're wonderful <laughs> it was people. Awesome. Yes. While the general experience at the venue was positive, I had a couple points of constructive criticism, with one of them being especially important. They weren't checking for passes at the door to the actual event space within the venue. So there were people letting their friends in the side doors of the venue, bypassing security and COVID protocols, who then got to get into the event without a pass. This is problematic for obvious reasons and needs to be taken seriously. Also, I did hear something that needs to be addressed if true. I heard this from a couple of people, including one of my best friends who actually works security and event management professionally. There was alcohol being served at the event without the checking of IDs, at least on some occasions. This is a huge liability issue and is also just generally inadvisable. Young people are here in town. They've likely never been in the li- and, and living attending with people who may have just met for the first time. It's not a good combination. Whether it was purchased or provided at the open bar, IDs probably needed to be checked, and this is something that should be handled with more care in the future. I will say, they did not check mine. I didn't get carded once while we were in Raleigh. And I purposely took it out. Yes. When we were at the VIP bar. I purposely took my card out to show them, um, but we never got asked once. I just want to state as well, it, it... the, it wasn't an open bar. You still like open bar to me entails alcohol was free. It was not, it, you had to pay for it. Um, right. But the fact, yeah, it's true. IDs were not checked and the badges, there was no one standing at the front of the VIP section. Anyone could have just walked in there. No one was paying attention at all. It's yeah, frustrating. We'll talk about VIP now. Speaking of, yeah. VIP is very irrelevant to people and media and media. I'm discussing the purchase of the VIP ticket that one could buy instead of the general admission ticket. As marketed, it was supposed to offer several benefits, including early entry to the venue, early access to FFA registration, access to the VIP lounge, an exclusive production tour with a group photo on main stage, potential for participation in the BTB show match. While I didn't take advantage of some of these opportunities, early entry production tour, and cannot speak on them, I can speak on some of the other perks. 
Um, you guys do look over 21, but I agree. ID should be checked. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just, they just need to be fucking checked. Um, all right. Dave asked, what did early access to the venue really net maybe get you? Not uh, not a lot. A lot at the, all. The, the thing about VIPs having early access, it was the same time as players could get in. So with that many players at the venue, it didn't really feel like early access. No. And really what's there other than just merch stations? That's that's really all you could do. Yes. For early access. Yes. So hopefully that answered your question. Um, early access to FFA was awesome. And I appreciate that the line stayed open after general admission signup started. I felt like a VIP showing up half hour, uh, showing up a half hour after GA uh, FFA signup started and still being able to slip into the FFA. I'm not speaking to whether that is fair or not, but I will say it was one of the few moments this weekend that actually at least felt like a VIP. Regarding the BTB show match possibility, I honestly was the most excited for this. I wasn't expecting to get picked, of course, but just having the chance to be on Team GB was, re- was enough reason alone to get the VIP pass for me. So I did. I just, like, spit on myself. That was fucking weird. God, <laughs> I'm dying over here. Um, <laughs> thanks. However, I was never told when the drawing was to see who got to be on his team and was heartbroken when it was time to start the show match without having heard anything about a drawing once. I can attest to that. We didn't fucking hear a yep, thing. Nothing. Um, it felt like the drawing didn't even happen. Uh, can someone please tell me when it happened, when they announced it would happen? Did some, did anybody hear this? I definitely missed the memo and was super bummed about it. Not, I don't think fucking dude, I didn't hear anything either. Yep. I'm with, uh, I'm with Brooks on that. And we were in VIP for a good amount of the event. Um, the VIP section, nothing was heard. There was no announcement. I don't think anyone, anything was said over the speakers. So I'm wondering if like the person that got chosen was like emailed maybe. maybe. Because you have your information when you buy the tickets. That's true. So I wonder if the person was just like chosen and then emailed being like, congratulations, you well, got it. Do we even know, like, this is going to sound shitty, but did anyone even get selected because they brought all those people out early, like before the match? And I, I don't know, maybe there was a couple people there that I didn't recognize, but. I believe so because remember when. We were sitting in VIP up at the front couches. Yes. There was a woman who sat next to, who sat in the couch. I think you went to the bathroom. I think she was picked for GB's team because she asked me. She's like, do you know? It's all like clicking right now. She said, uh, do you know like when they're going to announce anything for this like 5v5 show match or something? And I'm like, five, what? I don't, what? I didn't hear anything about that show match. Like, yeah. I just know about the BTB one later on. That's going to happen tonight. And I swear to God, I think she was the one that was chosen for GB's team. So. Got it. There's that. She didn't even know what was going on. You guys, she, she apparently didn't know either. So, clearly, there's a lack of communication there. Yep. The VIP lounge was also kind of a wash. It had a couple couches and an open bar. Not really open, like we discussed. But that was pretty much it. That sounds okay, but it wasn't communicated what would or wouldn't be there, and nobody was checking who was actually in the lounge over the course of the weekend. Anybody sat down on those couches and even went into the lounge and got alcohol from the open bar, not open, without a VIP pass. This was made even worse when you consider that, at least sometimes, ID checking wasn't happening at the open bar. Again, not open. (laughs) The VIP lounge in Daytona was a joke, and I'm disappointed to see that this is a sore spot in my experience once more four years later, but arguably worse. 
we can agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'll just tack this on to the end of this section. But I heard from some media members that very little was done special for them. Something to the effect of they threw two, three, uh, they they threw three two liter bottles of soda in a room somewhere, and upon asking if that's where the uh, if that was there for the media, were responded with yes, you can have some if you have a cup. Holy shit, that is brutal, and I couldn't fathom that this happened. It probably would have been better to have have had nothing than to have only that and that response from the media members, if true. Treating the VIPs in a lukewarm way is one thing. It's just a purchase thing, and honestly, the quick check-in was worth it enough alone for me, even if the other stuff wasn't executed poorly. Was executed poorly. But the media are going to be some of the main people who go and discuss your game and event with others in the gaming and other communities. It makes intuitive sense to treat them well and make sure that they have a good time. I'm not saying that any champ tier ass kissing needs to occur, but if this was really all that there was, someone should consider stepping this up and showing some professionalism here. I think that it's fair. Uh, I think that's a fair thought and thing to discuss further. Possibly that being said, I'm not a member of the media and can only share my own thoughts based off of what I heard. I also want to say that like personally, I want to give a shout out to the LVT crew because they were putting on, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, please go to LVT, LVT's Twitter, um, the LVT Productions Twitter, and check out all their little interviews that they did with people from the event. Please do. Because they weren't even... Do, they did some of them in like that, that group photo area, but they did a lot of their interviews in the VIP area because they didn't have another place to go. Think about that. And they... Like Brooks hit the nail on the head here where they, they weren't treated with more respect that they should have been because, and I'll talk about the breaks and shit later, but the HCS could have done. I'll shit on them later. I'm not feeling good right now. Uh, I mean, you got to look at it too. Is this a lot of people direct it at the HCS, but it's, it's a partnership as well. Esports engine is the one setting all of this up and putting it on. 100%. There's a partnership there. Both parties are a little bit liable in my opinion. And that's the thing. When when Mr. Cheese was talking about like making things better for mouse and keyboard players, um I got I should go back to that thread and see if it was if it was mentioned to them. But uh if I want to say this. Uh if you've made it this far in the episode, thank you. But I want I want to make this a point. If you were trying to voice criticisms and concerns and feedback, include everybody involved. It's not just Tashi. It's not just the HCS. If you're talking about a DreamHack event, mention DreamHack. If you're talking about an esports engine event, mention esports engine. If you're if you're talking about an ESL event, mention ESL. Mention everybody, right? What's up, Farad? Welcome. Welcome, Daniel. Um but yeah, if you want to voice the, your feedback and concerns and everything, positive or negative, whatever it may be, include everybody involved with the event. Because I've been seeing a lot of at Tashi, at HCS. I'm seeing like no at Esports Engine or anything like that. When they, like Will said, they were the partner in this event. They were the production company for this event. They set up everything for this event. So please include them too. But I'll shit on people later. 4v4s, FFAs, and competing. There were a few things I appreciated about the way that the uh, 4v4 and FFA were structured. 
although the execution in many ways ranged between suboptimal and inexcusably poor. The left hand often didn't know what the right hand was doing, and this was extremely common over the course of the event. There were two ways I could have seen them structuring 4v4 play scheduling. One was how they did it, which was scheduling heats ahead of time. The other is playing matches as fast as possible as they come up, which is more common choice in my experience. If you haven't, for another take on the competitive experience especially, please read Janelle's, which we already discussed, feedback in addition to what I and others had to say. Um, I honestly really like that the matches were scheduled ahead of time in heats. For example, if you were round one heat four in the 4v4, they could tell you that your match would happen no sooner than 2 p.m. on Friday. That was awesome because it kept you from standing around, paranoid you'd miss your match, and let you and your team plan accordingly. I like this a lot and made for a relatively stress-free day uh, on day one of 4v4 competition. However, it does take forever to get through the bracket and did leave a lot of open space in the day and open stations that could have been condensed more tightly. The other approach likely would have been faster, allowing for more games in a tighter window, but would have been substantially more frustrating with the poor communication of the staff in this event and been affected even more substantially by the technical difficulties. Oh, what's up, Tanner? Welcome to the live show. Game is amazing. I'm just hooked as I was on Region 3. The game overall, yes, is amazing. And for those just joining us in the live show, we are reading through Brooks's feedback of HCS Raleigh. That just want to make sure we, we get that get that across. Thank you, sir. In future events, I'm okay with either option as long as it's selected intentionally and well executed. The more we can get time back at the end of the day to socialize with other members of the Halo community and just play Halo either at the venue or with our friends at our LAN houses, the better. They also did well giving players time to set up their settings correctly, which was nice for a game with as many settings as Halo Infinite. The officials were also generally agreeable, although some were less helpful and knowledgeable than others. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. This is so fucking long. That being said, there were some painful shortcomings in execution for the 4v4. Um, Would you like me to keep take over? Yeah, you take right. over. I'm going to take a piss. <laughs> Josh is stepping out. Um, Sai says, good thing is the game can hopefully only get better with time. I agree. Uh, <laughs> there goes Josh. All right, let's continue. Uh, as, as Brooke said, that being said, there was some painful shortcomings in execution of the 4v4. I had a harder time figuring out what the heat I was in and when the match was than I did actually playing in any of the matches. They had this information displayed at one desk with one or two people working at it and two small monitors behind them. If they were standing, you couldn't even see the monitors. This was quickly made much worse for logistical and safety reasons by having hundreds of people crowd around one desk to get the inf information. This information wasn't communicated to us in any, any other manner. This should have been pushed out on Twitter, on the HCSE hes.ee.gg site, text messages to captain or something. One big monitor above these guys at the desk or even a few different monitors at different locations in the venue. This one desk was an absolute clusterfuck and it was a huge pain point for all the competitors and people working at the desk. Everyone was overwhelmed and while some had poor customer service as a response, I really did appreciate one guy who was very good at dealing with each player and got them the information they needed. I should have asked him for his name, so I could have mentioned him by name here. I will do that in the future. I believe it was the guy with the beard, if that helps. Uh, <laughs> I, that was me adding that. Um, Brooke says, the speakers they were using to announce matchups were, were poor or poorly positioned and added little to help people know when and where they were playing, in my opinion. In my opinion. Uh, the schedule nature of this meant 
there were many open stations not being used at the later half of each hour. This is a problem given that players weren't offered many opportunities for warming up or free play. Warm-ups were inconsistent, and most people only got time warming up because of technical difficulties in getting lobby started. Some players who got their stations early weren't allowed to start warming up despite only having to wait for their competition, well, I thought, which I thought was stupid and unfair given that everyone had a scheduled time to arrive for their 4v4 matches. I just want to repeat that it is unfathomable that at no point this information was made more easily accessible in some way, shape, or form to the competitors at the event. I don't understand why this didn't happen when it would have made a world of difference. This needs to be considered heavily for future events. FFAs were a giant mess, unfortunately. I really did enjoy playing FFA, but how this was handled had me literally passing on playing after the first round. Technical difficulties kept us from, from even starting the game. I was part of the first heat, and by extension, the first troubleshooting session. The FFA was already delayed by an hour, but I arrived at the station quickly after hearing my name called and was ready to roll. The boys were behind me cheering my name. My hands were warm. I was ready to frag the hell out like young Brooks loved to. And then the game wouldn't start. No problem. They'd restart the server. Didn't start. Know that only four of us showed up out of the eight that were supposed to play. But we still wanted to play it for seating and such. Leave the lobby. Restart. Join. Leave. Restart. We generally didn't play until three hours after the initial scheduled start time for the FFA and two hours after I sat down after taking the most rushful shit of my entire life, because I knew my name was called, by the way. You're welcome. That was Brooke saying that, by the way. Not me. Um, <laughs> I lost my... Okay, that, that, forceful shit. <laughs> that's ridiculous. And we didn't even play with the right settings. I think we were uh, playing that four-person FFA with Raider on, which was the most slow, miserable game of FFA I've ever played. Big time bummer. I chose to stay up late and land with the boys rather than return for day two of, of that misery, which I did not regret for one second. I think I heard the heat starting on day two with two of their eight people. That was six people who played the night before and chose not to show up, by the way. Crazy. This was further screwed up by the organizers shuffling people around from heat to heat without telling them when their match was and telling them the wrong information altogether. Players got shuffled from heat four to heat seven without being told and showed up at heat four to be told that they'd be playing later. Turns out they weren't playing later, but actually the next morning. They stayed until after 11 p.m. to play, but then they were told they would have to have to be at the venue as early as 9.30 or whatever to play in the morning after getting milk for literally five-ish hours. I was told by one official to go to X desk for info, only to be told that the ref is dumb, quote, quote, dumb, not appropriate or professional, by the way, and to ask the tournament info desk or whatever. I thought you were the info, guy, info desk guy. Uh, it's not surprising to me. So many people were so miserable about participating and that so many people seemed to not show for the second day. COVID protocols. I love that we are all expected to attest to our vaccination status or lack thereof, provide proof, follow protocols accordingly, etc., and then check in every day. I love that we all had to wear masks in the venue regardless of whether we were competing or spectating or otherwise. I don't care what your political beliefs are, but I do care about everyone staying as safe as possible, especially when you consider that many people were going to turn around and see their families for the holidays after the event. However, there were some shortcomings. While most, 99% plus, followed protocols and wore their masks all day, there were a number of people who weren't wearing masks. Some weren't wearing them at all, and some were wearing them around their necks the entire day. I only heard two announcements all weekend from the shitty speakers I mentioned above for people to put their masks back on. I expected this to be more strictly followed. I wouldn't be surprised for some to have chosen not to wear theirs after they saw pros and stream talent not wearing theirs around the venue, main stage, etc. in some cases. This should have been more strictly policed, in my opinion, in his opinion. As I said above, some people were being snuck into the venue without having to follow COVID safety protocols we all had agreed to each day. 
Although we brought our own controllers and headset to each station, I didn't see sanitation of general areas or comp equipment or sanitation options made available for players to use at their own stations before, after playing, and would have liked to see that for health safety concerns. Final recommendations from Brooks here. Keep choosing awesome events, locations, and people to work them. Make good use of that banginhcs.ee.gg website. Have more info available there and other places during the tournament. People need to know when they're going to play, where they're playing, and need to have better communication and management from staff. VIP could use some work and doesn't fully provide what's advertised, in my experience. Either fix the advertising or make it better. I know this one sounds obvious, but plan ahead and test the best you can. I'm surprised there were as many difficulties as there were. Despite it being a new game, I understand that things come up, but I don't have any way not to wonder if someone tried to get nine people together before this event to work out playing custom FFA on Infinite using the technology that would be used in Raleigh. Plan, 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 test, test, test as much as possible. Please take COVID protocols and security more seriously. This is not the time for people as a whole to be taken this lightly. Consider checking out these other feedbacks threads I'd run across. Janelle Cheese, which we both had run bef- through before on the show. Yes. It says, put me on GB's team next year, LOL. Shout out to Spartan V program community. Love you MFs, motherfuckers. Also to the HDS Pro Talk community. Wouldn't have been the same weekend without you. Please keep listening to each other. Please keep communicating with kindness. Please keep supporting one another. And please keep loving Halo. Which we will. Woo. Who boy. Yo, Tanner with the bits. Thank you so much. Yo, yo. Kid, welcome to the live show. Hello, hello. Uh, did you read Tanner's comment about more competitive maps already? I did not. Uh, Tanner says, I like more competitive maps. It's my biggest thing right now. Everything else does not bother me at all. Just really enjoy grinding rank and raising my Onyx rank. Hell yeah, man. I think we all want more maps, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I would agree. <clears throat> I mean, if you get into a long play session and you're on... Uh, Behemoth for Beh- the fifth time? Yeah, Behemoth Street, any of them, because they, they just <laughs> rotate through so quick. That fucking map needs to go away. I can agree. All right. Would you like me to start with my thoughts? or your? Th- would you want to start with your thoughts? Feel Jeff? free. I've all been right. talking a lot. You go for it, tell you. I typed this up very late, so I hope it's all coherent. And it probably doesn't... Fo- like, Brooks hit a lot of the nail, like hit the nail on the head with a lot of his statements for me. There's some things I'm going to add. Okay. And I'll just run through what I typed up and hope that it makes sense. Sick. So I just typed up Raleigh is a city. Everything was close by and easy to get to unless you wanted food after 9 PM. I was surprised that a lot of places closed so soon. Dude, this, this made things difficult because every night the event did not get out till after 10 and 11 or midnight. Some other nights you literally, it's, it's, it's weird. It's just weird. We we live in Minnesota, so like everything here is open late. And even like, I mean, hell, our Taco Bells are open till like two, three a.m. Yeah. So it, it's just fucking weird when you're in a city like this and these places aren't open past fucking nine. And you're like, well, where are you gonna eat? No. Um. Yeah. Especially when like the 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 concessions and the and the venue closed at nine. Yeah. And, you, and then you and sometimes we hadn't eaten since like noon because oh. you're just go 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 all day, dude. And you're you're a type one diabetic, so we got to make sure that your fucking levels. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yep, yep. We'll get to that. Uh, mm. Next up, the venue security health check. The health check to enter the building was seamless and very convenient. There was a website to verify vaccination status and daily wellness check to ensure the, to enter the venue. The site was easy to use, navigate. And I had no issues. Security was inconsistent. Yep. There was a metal detectors at the front doors. It was supposed to be the only entrance. There was not a clear communication on what could be brought into the venue. 
Attendee brings in, uh, this is the example we saw. Attendee brings in two bottles of soda. Security says, you only can bring one in. Josh tries to bring in one bottle of soda and told no outside drinks. We also had to throw away a Rockstar Energy drink. drink uh, Rockstar Energy drink. No worries. They were handed out them out for free in the venue. But just the inconsistent communi- inconsistency in communication there. Uh, Justin, well, that's it's going to be in the shout outs. But yes, that literally broke. Uh, I later learned that people were being let in the side doors. Kind of defeats the pur- purpose of security and frustrates me because safety of attendees should be top of mind in today's climate. Yes. You never know what's going, to, what's going to happen. This coupled with the loose checking of credentials to get into the event itself could have had led to a lot more problems. Yeah, uh, there was a few times I just walked straight through. My VIP badge was under my sweatshirt. Just no, no stoppage, nothing. Just walked on in. Checking in. Josh was able to get an early player check-in on Thursday the day before. Oh, God. This was great as the player line in the morning of was quite long. The line to get my VIP badge was also very short and only took a couple minutes. VIP. Moving on to VIP badges. Tour. I did get a tour of the production side of things, but in my opinion, it was not in-depth enough. Like, oh, here's this giant production trailer we use. You can't look inside of it, but look at the outside of a trailer. You know, like... I, if I'm interested in a production tour, I want to see what you guys are doing. The guys actually working on the stats inside. Um, they showed, they brought us around. We got to see, like, like I said, the, the area where two guys were literally sitting at a desk, watching the servers, making sure they were good. Yeah. Um, the production trailers are like, these are the same ones they use for Monday night football. We have two of them here. It's, it's a big production. It is a big deal. It takes a lot to simulcast all these channels and to keep the stream running. It's a huge undertaking, but I, I feel yes. like it just wasn't, in depth enough for me. It's not, no, it's, it very it felt very rushed. Yep, we got and then like you know they're like here's here's where they're doing like they have like the 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 booth in the middle of this the the stage you know so they can watch the event run the lights all that stuff. We didn't get to see any of that. They just said here's the big booth. It's and it's all curtained. You can't see what's going on. We didn't get to see the trucks that Maddie was working yep, in. It was a bummer. Yeah, it was a bummer. Um. Early access. The early access is the access the building didn't matter much either. The only people there were competitors and nothing else going on. Uh, big Team Battle Bonanza. There was never any info how to be selected for the Big Team Battle Bonanza. There was no info on who won or if anyone was even selected. Bummer. <laughs> it, yep. The event was cool, but it was a bummer. I guess I'll jump to FFA registration. It was nice that I didn't have to wait in line wait in the giant FFA line to sign up. And as VIPs got dibs on signing up for the FFA, as Brooke said, you could even roll in late and they would still push you to the front. Tanner, we did talk about it earlier, and it was mentioned. We we read through Mister Cheese's uh, th- uh, feedback and thoughts from being a mouse and keyboard competitor at Raleigh. Yes, we did. Um, but yeah, we talked about it earlier in the show. All right. Last thing for VIP VIP lounge. When they say VIP lounge, I think of a secluded area that sections you off from the larger crowd. You get TV screens to see the event clear. Your own bathroom so you don't have to travel far. Maybe a few free PlayStations and people actually hanging out there. All it was was a couple of couches with a bar, a roped off side of the venue. You got to watch like the side monitor of that, that was like posted up top. Viewing angles were Viewing fucking angles terrible. Viewing angles were not great. It didn't feel like a VIP section. No it problem, felt like we, It felt like I was shoved in a corner. Yeah. It would have been cool if like it was up on the, up on the balcony area, you know? Yeah. They're, they're, and you're overlooking everything. Yeah. But you also have your separate monitors too, because obviously trying to read the score, how, how fucking small it is already. Like that would have been cool, but no. So I was, I, I don't know. I just, I expected this grander thing being a VIP and it just, it's not. Yeah. yeah and it was only 125 that were sold. Yeah. It didn't really feel I, a part of something. Right. We're glad and, to support the scene. Yes. It's yes, just, of course. Yeah. It just sucks that 
There wasn't more involved. Um, also, the group photo on stage. Well, no, it wasn't. No, they they. <laughs> you got to take like have you know hand it off to another person, another VIP, and have them take your photo up there. Yeah, and Which, it wasn't like a group photo at all. Yeah. Missed missed opportunity on that as well. Yep. Um, there was one other thing about VIPs, but I lost it. Yeah, I, I guess I was just bummed there was like there was a there was a couple of consistent groups hanging in VIP. Yeah. Those twins that we ran into and their friends. Yes. Us with yep. life was life there and as well. Son. Life and yep. a son. That life was awesome. And, and we got to meet one very important VIP that I just I was pumped about. Um Yeah. Setup. Setup. The venue was set up nicely, merch booths all in a row with open bracket on one side, open bracket feature stations on one side, and of course the large main stage area. It was disappointing there was no free PlayStations. Competitors were not able to warm up and we couldn't get games in with friends. Sad. However, someone pointed out that to uphold competitive competitive integrity, they could not have some players warm up and not others. Everyone was cold going into their matches, even playing field. I think that's what Dave brought up, right? Dave brought that up. Yeah. yeah. Davey Wavy. Uh, miscellaneous. The concession stand closing at 9. Oh, my God. All right, here, here's where it got real for me. Saturday night, my blood glucose level had started to go low. I'm a type 1 diabetic, for those who don't know. I'd already bumped, burned through my snacks and drinks that I would use to keep my number up as we had been walking around the venue, standing to watch matches, etc. It was a lot of activity for my body. Um, I got up, found a medical, found medical, and asked if they had food, if there was anywhere to get food in the venue, a vending machine, or anything. They were clueless. It seemed like they didn't know how to handle a diabetic. Or maybe I was just really out of it and needed the food anyway because of my, my blood sugar. Luckily, earlier in that night, a member of the E United merch booth had offered the medical table some granola bars. They asked him for some for me and was able to get carbs into my body. Kind of shitty that, that like, it felt so poorly done. Like they didn't know what to do. And they didn't have options. I could have just, if that E United guy's gone, I could have easily just passed out in the middle of the venue and medical's like, uh, what the fuck? You literally looked at Zarners and I with your goo. Yeah. And said, if I pass out, squeeze this shit into my mouth and call 911. <laughs> and Zarners and I, this is no joke. Like, you chuck, I know you're, I know, like, you live this shit and you chuckled, but I want the people to know this is real fucking shit. Okay. And I, I want nothing more than to you, than for you to be in the best like situation you can possibly be in. Right. Yeah. And so when you told us that literally looked at Zarn and I'm like, we not letting that happen. No, we're right. we'll do, we will leave. We'll go do something. We'll, we'll get food. We, we are not going to do this. So like, it's, uh, I get it. This was the first event in a long time, but a lot of shortcomings. Yeah. And, and big oh, ups to that United guy. Yeah. And I want to say the medical staff was outside. It wasn't like the event, like the venue's medical staff. It was provided by outside whoever. And they even said, we don't know where anything is. The, 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 the venue staff, like the convention center staff didn't hang around. They didn't say anything. And yeah, Daniel. Yeah. We'll talk about the broadcast too, but yeah, the, the, yeah, it was, I don't want to paint like it wasn't sunshine and rainbows guys. Like it wasn't like, yeah, it was awesome to be there. Don't get me wrong, but no, it didn't run smoothly for all intents and purposes. It ran fucking terribly. <laughs> like, let's be real. Um, it wasn't a smooth event in the fucking slightest. 
All right. Talking about health, my next section is COVID protocols. Oh, I yeah. saw too many people without masks. People were very close together at the open bracket area, coupled with people being able to be let in at side doors without being checked raises concerns. I only heard one announcement for players to keep their mask on at their stations, and Saturday was that day. was the only day that I heard the announcement. Brooks heard another one, apparently. Mm-hmm. I want to say I did overhear a conversation, too, about someone who tested positive for COVID two days before the event, took another test that came back negative and still was able to come in to the Great. event. Um, I mean, hey, if it tested negative, it tastes negative. I know, but it, it concerns me still. Oh, yeah. Because either one of those could have been the false positive or the false negative. Also, I just want to put this out there. Anybody in the chat right now, I don't give a f- sigh. I'll ban your ass right now for all I care. The fact of the matter is it's a real thing, okay? And protocols need to be fucking followed. Simple as that. If you're not following the protocol, get the fuck out. It's literally that simple. I don't care what your thoughts are about it. I don't care political affiliation. I don't give a shit. The fact of the matter is, it's a real thing that exists. Protocols need to be followed. And if not, get the fuck out. The rules of the event, whether you believe in them or not. Yes. Um, Open bracket competition, FFA. I just put, oh my, here. Uh, and then went into, it was cool to be able to experience an open bracket scene and Josh got to compete. I did. I got shit on, but I did compete. However, there was too much time between matches. Pacing felt too slow and this caused a lot of people to be standing around just waiting. The open bracket running late pushed FFA, pushed other things as well. Um, I was supposed to play Saturday night, but got pushed to early Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the info table, one table, two screens, two workers, and a thousand competitors all wanting to look at the schedule. The info booth uh, for open bracket was a mess. I commend the two who were running it as they did their best to help hundreds of players. The fact there was no other way to know when your team was playing or if things got moved was frustrating. Talking to officials at the event, I do believe there will be fixes for this in the future. Yes. Uh, getting to compete. FFA was supposed to start around 6 p.m. Saturday. This didn't happen. It was, wasn't about to, uh, until about 7.15 that the first matches were called. The plan was to get through all of round one by the end of the night, and this didn't happen. They only got through three heats of round one and called the next in the morning. Players who were expecting to play Saturday were left hanging. I heard multiple people say that they were ditching the FFA because it was such a mess. Um, Some stations only had two people, aka Zarners, show up for their matches. Uh, I felt a ton of time was wasted in round one, as I heard multiple matches called only four competitors. What's the point if you're running... (laughs) If no one's getting eliminated and the top four move on, uh, it was puzzling to me. The fact I had a first round bye with so many empty lobbies was weird too. The bracket didn't make sense. Um, the final bracket wasn't posted anywhere. You couldn't able, you weren't able to check. Again, the info desk kind of had the spotty info. And getting to play in my first LAN event was great. I, I still enjoy the experience. It felt different being on that station. I got a very slow start, and the nerves definitely got the better of me in the beginning. I ended up with 10 kills, and Jocelyn Zarn said the kill started to look really clean towards the end. I'll take it. I even picked up an A and gotten someone down. You I'm, did. I may have yelled. You did. Because <laughs> I. Oh shit! <laughs> I shouldn't be able to kill someone in it with an AR. No, the guy, the guy next to you was just going off the entire time. So just hearing you like pipe up in that moment, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, we'll get go. it." I think it was him I killed too. I think it which was. Too. Which was, which yeah, was great. It was just added. It was a cherry on top of that situation by far. So. Uh, I guess that's that's all I had written so far. If I, I don't know if I missed anything or that I should have talked about that you might cover in yours, but sure, uh, that's all I had. Okay. Um, I'm going to step out for a second and take my break now. Go for it. Um, all right, so I'll go through my thoughts, and then we'll talk about the story about checking in because that was funny. 
So my thoughts are it's going to be repeating a lot of the same stuff. Whoa, Will just came darting back in. He got a phone. Got it. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the diabetes. Uh, communication between all parties needs to be improved for future events, including security, staff, etc. Everything from bracket inconsistencies to bottle drama, a.k.a. water bottle drama. A lot of these issues could have been resolved with just a little more clear and consistent communication. Will mentioned the water bottle incident. I want to bring it up one more time. Literally, in front of me, going through security, going into the event, there was an individual with two water bottles in his bag. The security um, attendant was like, hey, you can only have one. Individual's like, okay, that's fine. Security personnel, throw the second bottle away. Individual goes through security with the one bottle, goes through, everything's fine. Will and I, I think the next day, I think that was probably Friday or something. I'm like Saturday or whatever. Will and I come in with two Rockstar cans unopened that they, as in the event, gave out the night before. Okay. We hadn't drank. We hadn't drank them. Our plan was to drink them throughout the day or whatever. We bring them up. <clears throat> you can't bring those in. Okay. It's our one bottle each, but whatever. Uh, why not? You can't bring those in because uh, it's Rockstar. Okay. Again, why? Well, because they're one of the, like they're partnered for the event or something and we're, you can't bring them in. So we just gave them two unopened cans of Rockstar because we wanted to go into the fucking event. We're not going to chug them sitting right there. Then the third day, I'm like, okay. No rock star. Apparently we can bring a bottle in. Let's go. Third time's a fucking charm. Will brings his in and uh, says, hey, I'm diabetic. I need this. And they didn't say a word. They're like, okay, yeah. Because obviously don't fuck with that. I brought my unopened bottle of Mountain Dew. I had it in my bag. My one bottle. And I brought it up and the security individual's like, where'd you get that? And I'm like, I got it here at the concession stand. He's like, you tell me the truth. And I'm like, yeah, I got it at the concession stand right down there. He's like, all right, you have a good time. I'm like, thank you. So just the, just this lack of clear communication throughout everybody was poor. So I really hope that that gets updated for future events because Brian, that's the dumbest security story I've ever heard. It really is like how petty, like it's just stupid. I'm sorry. It's dumb, but that happened. Like that literally happened over the course of three days. We heard three different fucking stories. This is dumb. So hopefully that shit gets figured out because it's just fucking stupid. Um, Scheduling was a disaster from an FFA and open bracket perspective. Waiting around for hours for the next match or FFA heat along with the lack of free PlayStations to warm up was not a good sight. We talked about it all the time. There's that. Virtues, what's up, life? Welcome. Good to see you again. Had to throw my Pepsi away. I brought there. How fucking stupid is that? Uh, uh, no, no. Welcome to the live show as well. So security provided by the venue or not? I do not know. That is a great question of which I do not have the answer for. These are first-time event runner issues. Brian, dude, trust me. I, I'm telling you, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit on this show. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to tell you our perspective, good and bad, and there was a lot of bad. 
The VIP area needed some more TLC, along with someone to check for VIP badges. An additional screen or two to view the broadcast from the couches would have been nice. The addition of snacks alongside the beverages would have also been nice, but we didn't get that. So, uh, Life says, yeah, $4 in the trash. Dude, you and a shit ton of others. I swear to God, they lack communication, I'm telling you. Um, also, I want to state, like Will said and like Brooke said, uh, masks, while worn by a majority of folks within the venue, good, uh, were not being worn by everyone within the venue, bad. And this included players. Not all stations were being sanitized from what I could tell, and that did not instill confidence. Um, so there's that. Um, I will say, ever since the PCs got replaced with the Series X dev kits, it appears as though most of the issues were taken care of, including disconnects and game crashing. Along with Adam's response, hopefully this doesn't become another issue with subsequent events. I will say that regardless of the issues with the lack of communication, um, all the staff have been pleasant to speak with regarding, uh, regardless of the circumstance. Uh, this should be commended, especially with the amount of shitters being rude to staff members. And trust me, there were a lot. Um, I will say, regardless of how the bracket turned out, uh, we should want more competition in the scene, and that United Cloud9 Ground Finals proved it. I know that people out there were wanting a optic cloud nine or an optic Sentinels grand final, right? That was the talk of the town, but I just need to say United getting second in this tournament is phenomenal for the scene. Navi breaking top eight is phenomenal for the scene. We should want more of this. We shouldn't want the, the Sentinels roster or even the cloud nine roster to be the top all the time. We want more competition in the space. Everyone is on equal footing with this new title in a land environment. And that's, we should aspire for this to be a thing all the time. And I, and Dave, I wanted KCP number one. See, it's, we want this more competition because it's just going to breed further in the space. More names are going to come out. It's going to be fucking awesome for everybody involved. People are going to be, be putting more time and more work in and really showcasing their abilities within this game and learning more strategies and so on and so forth. And so I loved how E United got second in this event. Loved it. Um, Daniel says, I mean, we got it in the elimination bracket. We did. And what a shit show that was. <laughs> um, the big team battle Bonanza two was a great time all around the hype around the rivalry, the players included. And of course the matches and commentary were all a treat. And yes, regardless of how late it was, um, I do think it was awesome. Uh, they brought a lot of people in from different communities, uh, and it was, it was just really fucking cool. The, and you could, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of like, like, uh, fun beef between both of them. Um, it was just, it was a really good time and I'm really excited to see what happens in future events there as well. And then the last thing that I have here is uh, meeting and hanging out with new and old friends in the community was amazing and I wouldn't trade it for any second of the world. Um, there were an abundance of laughs, some happy tears and experiences that will last a lifetime. Um, so if you, if you took the if you took the chance to come say hi to us, um, thank you very much. Met a lot of new people as well. Um, handed out some business cards. That was fun. And uh, we just got to sit around and talk about halo the entire time. And that's all I could ever ask for. Yeah. So it was great. Um, all right, story time. Let's talk about the, the check-in for the badge. Oh, sure. Let's, I, mean, yeah. I haven't said this yet. Okay, so this okay. is fucking funny. And this is me going to, this is me taking a dunk on one of the, one of the staff members 
I don't know if it was, I, I imagine it was eSports Engine, although it could have been HCS. Either way, this dude didn't get it. So early check-in, like Brooks said in his response, um, was was flawless. We we They had the doors open. It was just a row of tables. You just walk in. You tell them your name, you get your badge, and you're on your way. It was it was literally that easy. It was that simple, um, and there was no line when I went to go get my badge with Will. So walk in the front doors. It's just like I said, a line of tables. Probably what six people sitting at those tables, right? Yeah. And uh, as soon as I walk in the door to get my badge, guy asks, th- "This one person asks, so you ready to compete?" And I'm like, and again, I'm the only person there with Will standing beside me. There's nobody else there. It's just the Will and I and the six or whatever people sitting at the tables right in front of me. Guy asked me, you ready to compete? I look at him and say, fuck yeah, I am. Guy a couple seats down goes, uh, language, please. (laughs) I just am like. Obviously, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. I get my badge and I leave. As soon as I leave, I look at Will and I'm like, dude, oh boy, is that dude in for a rude awakening over this weekend if he thinks that my, oh, fuck yeah, is is over the line. Because holy moly, the amount of shit that I heard talking from the open bracket side, it just crazy the amount of shit that was talked over there. And Silas says, no way. Did you get checked for cursing? That's awesome. No, I, that dude is a fucking, just, do you think he was like dead serious? Though? I do. Like, it, uh, the way he, the way, the expression on his face, the expression on his face gave it away entirely that he was dead ass serious. Wow. And I'm like, I, I left, I looked at Will and I'm like, bro, I'm 30 fucking years old. I almost looked at that guy and was like, do you have any idea where you are right now? <laughs> Seriously, look around you. Wait till the weekend. You think my fuck is out of this world? Just wait till you hear any of the shit that happens down there. Maybe he wasn't working down there and had no idea. It's all. <laughs> Dave says, anyway. we almost DQ'd someone because they were talking shit to another team in a different set. And I did hear over like the comms, like, hey, if you're going to like, don't talk about other teams or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, if you're if you're spectating, do not let let the teams uh, talk trash if they want if they want to talk trash. Yeah, was the, the teams that are competing against one another, the players competing against one another, they can talk shit against one another. But like, don't be like spectating from across the way. Um, but yeah, that literally happened. Guy told me language, please, for me saying fuck in an empty room. Yeah, this dude, I, you're I'm guaranteed you're not listening to this show. But if you happen to. A, I'm not sorry, and B, come on, man, really? Holy shit. Wow. Guy Uh, did not know the environment he was in. Talk about read the room, but that's besides the point. That's my story. I just wanted to share that story. He was in a set and screamed at the team he wasn't playing against. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't do that. that But like the teams competing against one another, go for it. But like, yes, if you're not, if you're not there, then fuck off. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Keep, yeah. Anything else? Was that the was that the the end story? I do want to say one more thing about the broadcast because I did want to mention this. Ah, uh, yeah. For the most part, I did like how there was 
them showing the top 25 videos. Oh, in between? Yep. Yeah, that was Because cool. one of my biggest complaints about previous events leading into Infinite was that there wasn't any good break content that was playing during these downtimes, during these technical difficulties, whatever it may be. Well, it wasn't consistent. And that's a problem. Um, I felt like the production team should have had something queued up, ready to go in case something like this happened. Whether it be a Bravo stream, a Charlie stream, a Delta stream, just cutting over to that when something like this happened, like a technical difficulty on main stage, whatever it is, a break between matches, whatever it is. There was also, to my knowledge, literally no content being played on the Charlie Delta, and I even think the Bravo streams during breaks. Oh, it was yeah, a, yeah. we'll be back yeah. soon. Yep. That's a problem. Guys, you have other streams being shown. Cut to it. Or play the top 25 videos. Play community montages. Whatever it is. Don't have a fucking we'll be right back screen. I thought we were past this. Yeah, I, I mean... I guess knowing that there's side stations, it takes it away, the sting away a little bit, but that's, that's, that's a lot of broadcast personnel that would have to be running to like to that side. I get, I kind of do get the, the, the BC and D not having like the, the extra videos and stuff, but yeah, it's just, I just wish there was something there. I just wish there was something there. I'm glad they had the extra streams, but I just wish there was more. No content on those stations breaks viewership. Yeah. I mean, I'm t content content is king, as they say. Have more of it. That's what I'm. That's what I want yeah. for future events. Um, other than that, th there's one uh, thing I want to commend is that I love. And I wish more people did this. I love how they are co-streaming on YouTube because it just makes a fucking VOD that's available forever unless it gets deleted by them or gets copywritten or copy struck, right? But regardless, it should be there forever. And as a podcast who talks about previous tournaments and having show notes available where you can go find the VODs of previous tournaments, if it's a Twitch VOD and it gets deleted, well, it's gone forever. Right, you're never going to get that back. So them having it streamed on YouTube as well. Shout out to the HCS teams involved in that, the the esports engine teams, whatever maybe whoever's involved in that. Thank you for having everything on YouTube ready to go. Just and as soon as the stream ends, the vod's available. Simple as that. So thank you. Um. Yeah, Pucket coming back to cast. That was cool. That was cool to see. Really, really nice. Um, courage talked a lot of shit for like wanting to be there, but he didn't show up. So I don't know what's up with that, but, uh, whatever. Just making that a point. Ogre two being there. That was, that was huge. Ogre two was there. That was huge. That was cool. He played in the big team battle Bonanza. He was on Walshie's team, which was hilarious Yeah, because he was, he was supposed to be, I don't know, supposed to, but like he, he came in had that fucking like crew of SUVs line up at the front or whatever. Yeah. And he had a whole entrance, like a wrestler's entrance or some shit. He comes in and, uh, and he's like, you know, I don't want to play on your team. I'm going to go play with Walshy. And he just walked over there. And I'm like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, 
So that was really cool. Uh, it was just, it is just seeing everybody together again felt really, really cool. And it was yeah. your very first event as well. Yeah. And while we had our criticisms and all the stuff we talked about here too, I will say that I, I did really enjoy just being there, being at a LAN event, getting to watch a Halo broadcast live in person, seeing, seeing, talking to the, the, the people there, the talent that was there, how, how nice everyone was, you know, no one was really like, no, don't talk to me. Right. It was, it was really cool. It was, it was I mean, very even, cool. even Lottie and golden boy and, and clutch were walking through the open bracket at one point. Yep. So Yes. Um, Life says, Lethal told my son that he likes his Halo hat, but couldn't afford one because HTS took all of his money. Oh, my oh, God. No. Also, I handed I handed Lethal a card, and uh, and I'm like, hey, it'd be really cool to have you on sometime. And he's like, am I going to get, like, sued for anything that I say on the show? And I'm like, no, you can talk all the shit you want. I don't care. Yeah. You can say whatever the fuck you want. You're not putting our jail. That's for sure. Well, um, HCS might be like, yo. Fuck. It doesn't, get, it doesn't matter. Uh but yeah, no, it's it, everybody was open to be talked to. And that was, that was really, really cool to see. Nobody was, nobody was too busy to just stop and, and chat for a second, whatever it was. And that felt really, really cool. So yeah. All I'll say is like, if, if you're ever at an event and you feel nervous about going up to a pro or a content creator or whatever it may be, it just, no, I did. I felt nervous. Just don't be. Don't be. They're all they're all there for the same reason you are. To play and experience the game that we all love. And be with the community that we all love. So don't feel nervous. Just go up and say hi. It all starts with just saying hi. Yeah, that's all I got right now. Right. Overall, um event was This is gonna sound like a cop out answer. The event was as good as it could have gone. Sure. With what we got, you know? Uh, obviously things definitely could have been better, but, and I said it, I said it from the get go Friday happened, right? No matter what, there's always issues on the first day in event. Always, always. So I kept that expectations in my mind Yeah. and things obviously got better as the, as the weekend progressed to, to be honest, FFA notwithstanding, I was a little okay with the, with the, I mean, not from like a broadcast standpoint, but sure. for personally being at the event. I was a little okay with the breakdowns because I was able to go talk to people in the open bracket and experience things over there. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like I had to be glued to my seat watching the the main broadcast. So that, I mean, that was, I mean, it was bad, but, uh, but okay. I, I, I made, I took a positive, I tried to take a positive out of it and it was, I got to experience more while I was there. And besides when, when championship Sunday hit an open bracket and uh yeah, open bracket was done. We just got to sit and watch halo for the day anyway. Yes. So that's typically what championship Sunday's used for as it is. Um, but yeah, congratulations to cloud nine. Congratulations. Congratulations to penguin on winning his first major. Huge. That is fucking huge. Uh, shout out to United for getting second. Um, also I want to give a shout out to Spartan, uh, specifically for, uh, working on being a better person. Um, he put out a, he put out a, not a YouTube, he put out a video. Um, if you haven't checked it out, check out his Twitter. Uh, he wants, he obviously he needs to act upon this, but he said in his video that he wants all this beef that he's had and whatnot to be water under the bridge with everybody. Start fresh, be a better person, work on bettering himself as well. And 
in terms of anybody, not, not just Spartan, but anybody in general, that's all we can ask of people, right? It's to work on bettering yourself. So Spartan, shout out to you. Um, good luck to you as well. And then also want to say, uh, shout out to the United guy who gave you granola bars too. Yeah. Came in clutch. Seriously. <laughs> if that's, if that's not reason to buy in the HCS skin pack for United, I don't know what is. Um, I do have a blackout jersey now. <laughs> there, yeah, we did. We did we, get we those blackout jerseys. Um, Echidna, congratulations on uh, getting a spot on the talent roster for Raleigh. Um, you did a great job as well. Um, all the talent involved, all the players involved, everybody behind the scenes, just everybody involved in making this event a thing to begin with. Um, thank you and congratulations. It was quite the undertaking. And we we know we know that things should obviously just get better as these events progress, um, and we just had to get this first one out of the way, and so it's done. Um, hopefully, you take all the feedback that you receive and you're able to act upon as much as you possibly can. And the only other thing that I want to ask uh, from the HCS, from Esports Engine, DreamHack, ESL, whoever it may be, um, be as transparent as you can. Obviously, there are things you need to keep under wraps, and that's understandable. Business is business. But please, like Tashi said, he wants to be transparent in, in uh, the equipment that's going to be used, so on and so forth, and give people as, as much of a head heads up as possible, right? So please, if I could ask for just one thing, you guys have been doing a great job so far. Be as transparent as you possibly can be. And if people have questions, try to address them when you're able. So... That's what I'll say. Any closing thoughts about Raleigh, Will? I want to say give a shout out to Brooks for getting Zarners and I to an after land land party. I got to play against some pretty awesome people. And I was pretty damn proud of myself for taking them to a game five. So <laughs> nice job. Brooks Brooks really led the charge on our team. But yeah, it was oh, so much fun. It was, I mean, it killed my sleep schedule because we were up till four in the morning. But you know. Yeah, you did good for you. <laughs> It's a good time. So shout out to Brooks for in, the invite and, and tool uh, tools as well. Uh, speaking of which, uh, shout out to Brooks Tools and uh, Carnage. Yes, or Carnig, I believe. It's and it ends in N I G, but it makes me think it's uh, Carnage. Either way, Hunt. Thank you all so much for the opportunity to play with you guys in the four v four. I know I did not hold my weight. Um, you could have picked. You literally could have picked anybody else to be a better player than I was. Um, and I know you guys know that, but sincerely from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Uh, my first LAN experience as well playing. Um, and you know what? We did get a buy at one point in time. So technically we won a series. So fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and, and we didn't get last in the standings. So I'll take that too. Um, but no, seriously, thank you guys so much for the opportunity. Uh, and I, your guys' vibes were awesome. The comms were great. Um, the chats that we had were really cool. And you guys are awesome. Um, shout out to everybody that we talked to, everybody that we everybody that we hung out with specifically. Uh, specials go out to Zarn, um, uh, Life and His Son, uh, Maddie, who we got to see his face for the first time. Uh, Dave, you're obviously there. Whoop-de-doo. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, Dragonite. Every, everybody oh. that we had the pleasure of speaking with um, in a personal capacity, a one-on-one -on -one capacity was great. Uh, everybody that accepted our cards that we gave out, thank you so much. We'll be in touch throughout the year because we'd love to have you on the show and talk. Um, 
and yeah, it was, it was a great connecting experience. And I do like some, I feel like shit right now, but I'm really glad we went. Um, some of the best times that we had were when we went out for food after the fact. Sure. Um, and, uh, also want to give a, a special shout out to the third place team. Fees. Fees. Um, shout out to Zarners. Yeah, shout out to Zarners. Hey, he got the, what, the fourth round of the FFA too? He did. He made he's, it pretty far. He's kicking some butt. He did. He did. He did. He did. Um, oh, Dave says, shout out to how our head TO could not say Bobetta Feta's name right. Oh, yeah. Actually, special shout out to Bobetta Feta as well. We talked to him for a good amount of oh, time. Yeah. Um. Beth says, that was my experience at DreamHack Dallas as well. Pros I wanted to were really cool and would strike up a conversation with us. Specifically, Ace, Ola, and Roy stood and talked to me and a friend. Oh, I have a Ola. I got I to gotta tell the story about the hat as well. Oh, sure. Yeah, I got to sell that too. Another story. Fees. Um, so uh, I, had, I have to give a very, very special shout out to uh, Ken who's a sales director at Envy. Um, so this had to have been fate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way Ooh. how this worked had to have been fate. So we, another story time here, and then we'll get on to the regular news. Um, so we're with Zarners, and we need to go back to his hotel room, and he's at the Sheridan across the street from the venue. We go into the parking lot, and we're on the wrong floor. We're in the wrong parking ramp. We're in the par- yeah wrong. We're on and the it's wrong my f- fault. We entered the or we exited the wrong side of the venue. Yeah, and we're at, like wrong spot. So actually, let's back up to what actually happened. So I bought a Sentinels hoodie, the one that was exclusive for the event. Okay. Yeah. Walk back to Dragonite Station in the open bracket. Take my, uh, I take my hat off, which was an old Envy hat. With the old Envy logo. Um, well, it's it's the Envy logo, but it's an older hat. You can't buy it anymore. So I took my hat off, set it down, put my sweatshirt on, forgot the hat that was sitting there, and I walked away. Yeah. I come back not five minutes later because I realized that my hat's not on. Yeah, you came over to where I was standing with Brooks. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dude, where's your hat? And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I walk right back to that same place. Hat's gone. So my hat was stolen. Okay. We looked like we kept an eye out for a while. Yeah. Like I think for like two days. I really did. Yeah. We never saw it. So hat was stolen. So that night we go, we are at the wrong parking ramp. And again, it's my fault because I thought it was the right one. We eventually get to the right one. We go into the hotel lobby of the Sheridan. And I'm holding the door open. I was confused because <laughs> it was like, there's a thing with Minnesotans where we yeah. will we will stand and hold the door open a little too long for someone that's just a little far out of reach. And I'm like, oh, Josh is doing the door thing. And then I <laughs> did. I was like, okay, I'll do it on the inside. And I held the door open for Zarners and the other people that walked through. And then. Yeah. So then we see some of the Envy guys rolling up. Now Optic. Um, but he was uh, alumni, uh, general manager, uh-huh. Ola, and uh, Ken who is the, one of the sales directors of envy. And there's another individual there too. So they walk in, hold the door open for him. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's, it's you guys. Holy shit. And 
we we sit and chat for a second, and Zar- and Zarners and Ola are talking about anime because of his shirt. Yeah, it just that was struck up instantly. Just struck because Ola's that cool. Um, and so we're just we're just shooting the shit, and Elumnite said, "Hey, this is Ken, sales director of Envy," and I'm like, "Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you." Hey, Ken, I have a question for you. <laughs> He's like, "Okay," I'm like, "Look." If you're not able to do anything, I completely get it. But you are, since considering you're a sales director, I, I just want to ask. My hat was stolen off me. It was my fault, but my Envy hat was stolen. And I'm wondering, um, if you just happen to have one sitting in a warehouse somewhere, I'll buy it off you if you just send it my way. Like, no problems paying for it, right? I just want, it's one of my favorite hats. I just want that hat. And he's like, oh, is it this logo? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what size are you? I'm like, oh, small, medium. It's a flex fit hat. He's like, I have one on my desk right now. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. What's your information? And I'm like, well, no shit. He's like, yeah. So I gave him a card and I'm like, there's our information yeah. <laughs> right there. Hit our DMs. Yeah. We're on Twitter. Just hit our DMs. He's like, oh, cool. I'll DM you later. He literally DM'd us the next morning and yeah, he should be sending me that envy hat so that's that's insane so to the person who stole my hat fuck you um <laughs> but i'll just say hey it must have just worked out because it, it did it did seem like fate the it fact that we, like it. we 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 got lost a little bit yeah ended up in the wrong parking garage had to walk a little extra time to get to the hotel and then who's there but the freaking sales director of envy yep like what it was crazy that was so fucking weird but yeah shot to ken Ken's a fucking madman. Good looking in a suit too, Ken. Shout out to you. All right. That's all I got. Will, shall we move on to some regular news? After two hours and 45 minutes. Mm, yeah. Well, luckily, there's only one piece. Halo Infinite Winter Contingency event is currently live. This is by Halo. Rewards will be unlocked over time, meaning they will not all be available to grab on day one. Think of Winter Contingency like your in-game Halo advent calendar. You unlock one award each day, with the event running through the morning of January 4th, 2022. To be clear, while the daily rewards conclude on December 30th, what this means is you'll have several extra days to catch up on any items that you may have missed. These awards include the festive peppermint laughter coatings for your armor and weapons depicted in our festive key art, along with new shoulder pieces, emblems, and more. All you need to do is play one game per day, one game, no challenge necessary, and you get that daily reward. Yeah. And then after, to my knowledge, after December 30th, all the rewards that you may have missed out of the 10 that were available You'll be able to get again just by playing the game. No challenges necessary. So there's that. That's it for the regular news. Come to the games, watch! My throat's going to fucking die. Craft uh, Sports Group and Oxygen Esports enter the CDL. This is by Joey Carr of Upcomer. So it's true. They fucking, they did it. They did yeah, the thing. They, they, they joined. They joined. So there's that. There's a longer article in the show notes if you would like to read through it. Yes, so please do. Call of Duty League 2022 season format. This is by Call of Duty League. With the postseason flying by and the new year just around the corner, we wanted to share some details about the 2022 Call of Duty League season. Regular season updates. For the 2022 season, the Call of Duty League will feature 12 teams playing for four, uh, playing four regular season majors on a hybrid LAN and online model. The game modes for 2022 will be Hardpoint, Search and Destroy, and Control. 
Each major will consist of four weeks of matches. The first three weeks will feature qualifying matches where each team plays five pre-scheduled online matches against randomly drawn teams. Following those three qualifying weeks, the top eight teams will compete in one week of bracket play at a live LAN event in front of fans where the winner of the major will be determined. Optic Texas will host Major 1, with the other hosts to be announced at a later date. Postseason updates. We're making several important changes for the 2022 playoffs and champs. Eight teams will enter playoffs. However, the top two seeds will no longer get buys, and the bottom two seeds will no longer start the loser's bracket. Instead, all eight teams will start in winner's round one. In other words, not all teams are invited, just like last season. It makes the... uh the regular season more important though it does Which but I'm i a- wish all the teams were invited no nah, i'm okay you, you don't play well you don't make it to the playoffs yeah, just like the nfl you. not all the teams make it in the nfl sure i'm i don't disagree with that statement mid-season tournaments for the first time the call of duty league will, f- will introduce a pro-am tournament as well as a call of duty Warzone event featuring call of duty league pros streamers and other influencers Kickoff Classic presented by Zenny Gaming. We're excited to announce the 2022 Kickoff Classic presented by Zenny Gaming will take place January 20, 21st to the 23rd. It will feature all 12 teams battling on land with live audience and attendance at Esports Stadium Arlington in Texas. More info on ticketing coming soon. An opening weekend. Finally, the 2022 Call of Duty League season will officially start on February 4th through the 6th with these first matches being played online. Can't wait to see what it's, uh, this third season of Call of Duty League and the Call of Duty Vanguard has in store for us all. We'll be releasing the concrete dates for the rest of the season soon, so make sure you subscribe to get official Call of Duty League emails for the latest news and updates. Don't get fucking emails. They're lame. Beth says it makes online more important than land, which is dumb. I can agree with that. Online's dumb. <laughs> also, uh, do you see the Minnesota Rocker post? No, they were there. They have a LAN event. Oh, it's they about like the scheduling, right? They weren't told ahead of time. Yeah. Like, how fucked is that? Hmm. Literally, they weren't told ahead of time. So they're scrambling now to find. Yeah. The venue and everything. Yeah. Yeah. They're I, like, I hey, you're one of them. They're like, yeah. oh, what? <laughs> okay. Jesus. I mean, we must have done well the first time. When so. the fuck is Minnesota getting a Halo land, please? I get it. Nobody likes the weather here. I understand. We're but can fu- we I fucking mean, get one, please? Come in like September or maybe like June? Yeah. Come beginning of fall or spring. Late mid to late spring, beginning of fall. Therefore, it's you're beautiful. not in the you're not in the humid months of summer, which suck. I love them, but they suck. And you're not in the dead ass cold winter months like January, February, March which suck. I hate them and they suck. Dave says, if Casey can get one, you guys can. Thank you, Dave. We're too far north. Fuck that. We're too far north. Fuck that. No, we're not. No, no. We're not central to anything. We are central to the United States. To America. America. I mean, think of the Canadians can come down to, to, to Justin can come to an event easier. Yes. See guys. Hey, HCS, if you're listening to this, Okay. Hey, aren't we opening that? Are we opening like a land center somewhere? Sure. But fuck it. We'll have it at US Bank Stadium. <laughs> uh, that's too big. Nah. Nah. Midfield. It'll be great. Hey, they had an event at Wembley Stadium. They can have one at US Bank. Uh, that's true. Make it happen. Seriously, why the fuck can't we have one in Minnesota? I just don't want to get on a fucking plane with my kid again. Please. Although we might drive, we might drive to Kansas City. Dave. We might. Dave, we got to talk to you. We might. If we're staying with you, we might go to Kansas City. I'm not saying it's a lock, okay? 
but we might. Planning has started. Planning has started. Meaning we've just mentioned it to each other. We did. <laughs> See, Silas, I'd go to a Minneapolis-St. Paul for an event. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. See, that's two. <laughs> that's two more people that would go. All of our fellow Canadians would just trickle down. Yeah, maybe we can get like a GT Halo booth. See? Calgary Halo booth. Oh, let's talk about merch. Because we didn't fucking, I mean, didn't talk about this enough for Raleigh. Oh, the merch. We're back on Raleigh. Let me talk we about done. this. Fuck you. No. Let me talk about this. Let me talk. See, Eric, Eric would be there too. Three you live in Minnesota. Shut up. You live in Minnesota too, Eric, so don't even give me that. But yes, you would be there. All right. Merch. Where was Optic Envy? Uh, in the HCS booth. Very. Tough. Well, let me ask you again. Where was Optic Envy? Okay, they didn't have a booth. Thank you. They didn't have a fucking booth. They had, uh, they had three Optic Gaming shirts and an Optic Gaming flag. And guys, I'm sorry, but those shirts were not it. In my opinion, they look childish. Which, for some people, it's the vibe. I get it. It's fine. But for me, no. You're arguably one of, or two, really, two of the biggest orgs in the world, and you don't have a proper booth there. You need a I, proper fucking booth. There. I believe it has to probably do with the merger and contract signing with HCS. Okay. On, on renewing paperwork, possibly. Well, who knows? But you guys need a booth. You, you need a booth at Kansas City. Or Anaheim, for that matter. You need them at the NA events, regardless, in the majors. You need a booth. You need one. Um, let's see. Stickers. Let's talk about stickers. You know what? You you can see them right now. See on my laptop right here, I have a noobcombo.com sticker and I have a space station gaming sticker. Will, let's run through the partner teams that had booths at the event. Sentinels. Cloud9 technically. Optic Envy technically. E United, Space Station Gaming, the five, right? Yeah. They all had booths. Only one, one booth had fucking stickers. Space Station Gaming. And not only that, no, 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 no. Not only that, they had fucking five or six stickers. Yeah. And they were all free. They were all free. And even your Raleigh exclusive teabag keycap. Listen which, here. I don't know if you can see Listen that. here, motherfuckers. Okay? To all of the partnered organizations out there, I like stickers. Okay? The fact, it doesn't even matter that Space Station gave them away for free. The fact of the matter is they fucking had them. I'd buy your stickers if you had them there. I want this plastered with stickers. It's just like so such an easy promotion thing. It you. is. What the fuck? You're now a billboard for Space Station. And I don't back. even care for the roster. Like, what the fuck? Love the org. Yeah. Roster. And I have nothing against the players. It's just, I uh, I get you. I get you. You want like those. You, it helps if they have established pros that you've rooted for that you liked before. Right? Guys, you're fucking up by not having stickers. And I mean that sincerely. Pins. Pins. Dave says pins. Only pins. one pin. 
Vandal. From your Vandal squad. Vandal. Had fucking, had a pin. Shout out to Vandal. Easy. I don't fucking get it, man. I don't get it. It boggles my fucking mind. HCS. What the fuck? Where are your stickers? Eh. Where are your lanyards? It, I don't... Oh, fuck. So easy. All the generations of Xboxes had pins. That is true. They did. All the generations of Xboxes had pins. But no HCS pin. No HCS sticker. No HCS lanyard. Shakers, water bottle, fucking sweat, sweatpants, nothing. nothing. Oh yeah, remember? Didn't we talk? Remember Tashi? We talked Tashi about like we did. What would you like to see? The relaxing. Well, look here, Tashi. <laughs> Where the fuck is it? I'm no, just kidding. No, Maddie, welcome. I mean, things are in the works. Yeah, things are. Yeah, and uh, this is the first drop. Like, clearly, more things will come. But where the fuck are the fucking stickers, though? Fuck! All right. Oh my god, guys! They're fucking stickers! Stickers. Josh wants stickers. Just want fucking stickers. I wanted to plaster this with stickers. Zarner's had an old school HCS one on his laptop, and I'm like, why the fuck can't they have that there? Guys! Come on, man! We literally do this every fucking week! It's on stream every week! I didn't realize this, but my uh, my my laptop got dented in Raleigh. Oh shit! The back of it right here. No idea what that was from. Anyway, I didn't even realize. <laughs> I forgot that you brought it with. Um, I got, uh, I could put a sticker over it. Make it look nice. Could, but where 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 are the stickers at? Besides space station, you could put a space station sticker on there. I could. I you probably could. Probably will. See. Other orgs. Step the fuck up. I'm not joking either. Like this, the, it may sound like I'm, I'm not joking at all. Like I, I literally want stickers. It's the easiest fucking thing to me that they don't have. Um, there might be a convention hall policy against them to prevent uh, vandalism. Not sure how SSG would have gotten away with it, or maybe they're willing to pay the fines. I don't fucking know. They had fucking five or six stickers, those silos. And they were giving them away for free and the keycaps for free. And with a little haggling, a mouse pad for free. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Oh yeah, we we wanna, killed it. Do you want to tell that story too while we're at it? Sure, fuck Make it. Make this a four-hour show again. Fuck it. So I'll, I'll try to be quick with this. So Space Station, best booth in the venue by far. Yeah, yeah. So Will Will bought the Sherpa hoodie earlier. Okay. Yeah. We got Zarn. Zarn showed up, and we we were gonna walk through the other merch booths because he hadn't walked through the merch booths yet, and he wanted to see what there was. We go to Space Station, and we we talk about how um the first we say oh that's a fucking dope mouse like i i show zarns I'm like zarns look at this fucking mouse pad isn't that a fucking dope mouse pad and zarns like yeah it's a fucking dope mouse pad and the sales guy was like yeah it is a dope mouse pad you should fucking buy it and we're like ah, all right bro sure yeah. uh and zarns like man these fucking socks are dope too and then um i'm like dude look at this hoodie like look at the look at the sherpa hoodie and I'm like, I'll let Will talk about it because he bought it already. And then we see, so you talked about that. Then we saw this like dope ass multicolored hood yeah. hoodie. It's, and a, it's the same as the mouse pad. Yes. And apparently it was exclusive to the event as well from yep. what we learned. So um, 
the sales guy was like, I'll make you a deal. We're like, oh, we like deals. You buy that Sherpa hoodie, I'll give you a free mouse pad. And I'm like, well, my buddy already bought the Sherpa hoodie. Can he just get a free mouse pad now? And he's like, he already bought one? I'm like, yeah, he already fucking bought one. He's like, okay, new deal. You buy any hoodie, I'll give you two mouse pads. And we're like, huh, well, I'm already going to buy that. But cool looking yeah, one, yeah. right? I'm already going to buy that shit. Okay, never mind. Go. Oh, no, I already did. You already did. I already did. Zarners was going to buy it. Yep, yep. And then you came over and you're going to get it too. But so Zarners is already going to buy the cool looking hoodie. I already bought it. And, uh, and Zarners is like, okay, fine. I want that hoodie because he's already going to buy it. You came over and you're like, ah, fuck it. Take that hoodie too. And the guy's like, wait, so you want three mouse pads? Yeah. And we're like, if you're going to give them to us, we're not going to say no. So they bought the hoodies, I, the one I already got, and he gave us three mouse pads. So we just got a mouse pad for free. Not bad. That was cool. Not bad. Not bad. Wheeling and dealing. Wheeling and Raleigh dealing with the space Center. station booth. Yeah. So I think they did get most of like most money spent, I think, was at the space, space station. station. Had to and be. I, I, they sold out of the Sherpa ones. I need to make sure because you mentioned it earlier. I don't know if I have my long sleeve, my HCS long sleeve. Really? I, if I either lost it or what, I don't know. But I don't know where it is. Okay, because all your stuff was on the top of that bag. That's what I thought. Yeah, it was. Okay. And I had two unopened bags. One was the shirt and one was the jersey for me, United. Gotcha. I, don't, I, I hope I didn't leave it in the hotel room. <laughs> okay. But we'll look. We'll look. Sal says, don't get me wrong. Stickers are great. A friend of mine dealt with that uh, at a convention he was recently, so it's on my mind. Hey, it's all good. I just want fucking stickers. That's all I want. You know what? It'd be one thing. It'd be one thing to not have them at the event, but have them on their web stores. They're not even on web stores. So they just don't have them. Like they don't make them. Yeah. HCS, E United, Cloud9, Optic, I, Envy. I feel like they could probably Sentinels. get away charging like three to five bucks for a sticker and people would buy it. They already have them on the Halo Gear store, like the, the Pride ones. Mm, They're yeah. still available. And they are that price. They're like uh, like three to six bucks depending on the size or whatever. Or maybe like four or five bucks depending on the size. But you can buy them. So it's, Silas, so I definitely agree with that. Yeah, that's that's my thing is that if they just had them on the web stores, I'd buy them. Like I want to buy them. I want to support them. I want to plaster them on here. But the fact that you don't have them really just irritates me. It's such a small thing, but whatever. Um that's uh, it for a Raleigh post show and caught another games watch segment. It's time for Will's Adventures of the Nailovers. And that's it. So what'd you play? All right. I, uh, Halo Infinite, obviously. So I played a little bit before we left for the event. Okay. But I got, I want to talk about the land, the, the after land land that I played it. Talk about it. Go ahead. Just a little bit. And I, it's just the players on the other team. So my team was... Carnage, Brooks from SVP, and then Zarners and myself. Yes. And we played against Jolly Josh. Callus. Callus, mm-hmm. the G2 coach. <laughs> You're just going to like hype this up I so much. I got to. Jesus Christ. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Tools. Yeah, he's good too. And Savior. Oh. Uh, he's a streamer a little bit. Yeah, uh, S-A-V-I-E-R. I think so. Yeah, Savior, yeah. We talk to him all the time on the show. So yeah. Um 
And damn, it was a good series. We went to a game five. <laughs> Fucking game five. Brooks was teaching me the ins and outs where I was making. I got some good double kills. The fact I was, I was even in in the running for this and playing as well as I did at fucking 2.30 in the morning. I was shocked. You did. But, whoo, that afterland land was something. We went to a game five. We got shit on on Live Fire Slayer sure. as the final game. And I went seven and nine, which I felt pretty good about against those guys on that. Oh, yeah. But it just, things didn't click. Nothing lined. It was one of those games where, you know, I'd say you have those games where you everything lines up for you and it feels great. It feels awesome. That was a game where everything we tried just fell apart. It, we we didn't have it that game. Our like the lucky shots, the lucky nades, nothing nothing came through for us. Sure, but man, taking those guys to a game five, we didn't get staked. I don't believe we got staked, but uh, taking those guys to a game five was huge for me, and I'll never forget it. So it was it was a great time. Hell yeah, that's my experience. Hell yeah. What about you? Uh <laughs> I didn't play basically at all during the event. Um. And when they did the afterland land, I went to go tuck my kid in because I didn't spend time with my kid at all during the event. Um, but no, I played a little bit after. I've been playing a little bit. I mean, uh, doing the winter contingency event, so I just try to play a game a day. Um, and then also, I started my legendary playthrough of the campaign. So, just trucking along in that. Sure. Yeah. That's all I played. All right. Let's get into some shout-outs. Shout-out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. We have a lot to go through. Uh, no, no, with the follow. Uh, Tanner with the 45 bits. Thank you so much for the biddies. And with the follow. Uh, Hosey with the uh, prime sub. Thank you so much. Allen Juan with the follow. Uh, Eric with the gifted sub to creative. Thank you. Creative with the follow as well. Halo Creation buying the t-shirt. Thank you so much. Uh, Beth with the 20-month resub. Thank you. Uh... Savside, no Pat Nomad, Spence Froggers, um, Nialk, I probably just mispronounced that, uh, God of C3, Jabberjaw, um, give me a second, Live from Dub, No Moms Allowed, yo, uh, Spider Maxio, D Big Five, Al, uh, Alex, I'm gonna say, Autumn Al, and then, uh, Psy, and Warp Knot, Distorkin, Vinny Jew, EXG Yotan, OG Alien 420, Icarus Dash, uh, Hosey, and I believe that is caught up. Thank you all so, so, so much for the follows. Greatly appreciated. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Um, Congratulations to Infinite Forges on becoming a level artist at Gearbox. That's fucking awesome. Happy belated birthday to Formal, Louis V. Titan, and Brooks. Happy belated birthday to you, gents. Uh, happy birthday today to Clutch. And uh, congratulations to Lottie and Snakebite on their engagement, which literally happened today. So congratulations to you guys as well. Um, community creations, Halo memes every day, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Check that out. Clips of the week number 136 by High Tech Redneck. The, the YouTube video has been out for a little bit. Halo Infinite Tips for Streets by Wonderboy. Check that video. Halo Spartan Rank Rewards by Gully Designs. It is a what if scenario and they look great. Uh, they know the plays, but they know the plots is by HCS. Check out that video. 
Halo, A Hero's Journey, which is a fan film by Raw Mind Pictures. Check out that YouTube video. Every competitor, pro or amateur from HCS Raleigh, mem uh, memorialized. This is by Cyanide. Um, our names are on there. It's great. Go check out that picture. HCS Raleigh Kickoff Event 2021 Photos by David Doran, a.k.a. David Sandman. And HCS Raleigh Highlights Plays, Fails, and Funny Moments by Paradise Halo. Go check out all the links in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Exclamation point show notes in the chat. Will, that's all I got for the community creations. Um, the other thing I forgot to mention during the recap because my mind's been scatterbrained. I just want to say real quick, even though the series went 4-1 in, in, in favor of uh, Cloud9 for the grand final, I do want to state that it definitely felt like E United were playing as a team throughout. It's just Cloud9 had better setups and they were able to do things better than United were in that grand final. And I also want to say maybe due to maybe not being able to warm up as much or coming in a little bit colder, whatever it may be. I don't care how the bracket shaped up. The fact of the matter is optic gaming did not play well at all on, uh, on Sunday. Yeah. On Sunday. Um, and they, they were just getting into too many one-on-one -on -one fights. They weren't playing really as a team throughout. I just really want to make that point known because we really didn't talk about that earlier. Um, so hopefully they bounce back. Hopefully all the teams play better next event. And this is, that's all I'll say about that. Um, Will, without further ado, would you mind plugging the show? Hey, find us on your favorite podcast services, Josh's Pocket Cast. You also can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and, other, and others. Pocket Cast. There you go. Thank you. Join our Discord. Join the community discussion. Link is provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show or on our link tree on our Twitter. Go yes. check us out. Yep. Uh, speaking of Twitter, we're on other social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we have our own YouTube channel where VODs get posted. Other content will uh, eventually be there as well. So make sure to follow or subscribe to HCS Pro Talk on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Yes, sir. Turn on notifications. Ring the bell. If you would like to join us for the live show that you hear us talking um, to our uh, viewers in the audio version, come find us on Twitch Monday usually Monday nights at a regular scheduled time of 7 p.m. Central. If there's something crazy going on, we'll let you know and, uh, and, and update that the uh, the live stream will be at a different time or a uh, complete different day. Uh, we have our own website, hsproject.com, if you want to check that out. We, gotta, we do have merch in the top right corner of the website, I believe it's, it's posted. I'm, I'm spacing a little bit. Uh, more to come on merch in the future. Yes. And then... Don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. Um, just a week ago, we did our campaign first impressions with them. So make sure to go check out those if you're looking for that. And then make sure to check out their other shows as well. Their Podcast Evolved show, Mission Debrief Book Club, Builds with Blocks, and Halo Headlines, which deals with the lore, missions, books, blocks, and top Halo news stories. Your home for Halo. Halopodcast.com. Go check out Podcast Evolved. And uh, their like our our page on their website is way better than our website. So go there, <laughs> check it out. Yeah, they're they're professionals over there. They are. I just I talk loudly. That's what <laughs> I do. Uh, Josh, yeah. Do you want to let the people know what we have coming up on our next show? Gladly. Um, I'm really excited for this one actually. Um. Yes, Raleigh happened. We are a mainly competitive show, but we also like the campaigns. So what we are actually going to do next week, uh, leading into the new year, um, we are going to talk about our Halo Infinite campaign impressions. Um, this will be spoiler-filled. This will be spoiler-filled. So 
If you have not played through the campaign yet, obviously we would love for you to join us on the show, but if you have not played it yet, do know that next week's episode will be spoiler filled. Um, so yeah, we've played through it. Uh, I already know that we enjoyed it, but we're going to talk deep more deeply about it um, on our show next week. So it'll be a nice little, uh, nice show to lead into the new year. And the, and uh, we already know that uh, the competition for open and pro series starts next year anyway. So this will be a good lead into that. And then also we have our HTS pro talk awards, which we're going to give out <laughs> for yeah. uh, best team name, worst team name. If we find one best gamer tag and worst gamer tag of the year, I have to scrub some like old, show maybe notes, but that's that's uh, nothing nothing stuck out would you think there would have been something that's like no that's not it yep so we'll have to wait and see who the winners are gonna be mm-hmm. yes yes mm-hmm. um but no it'll be a fun time so ladies and gentlemen my throat's about to give out but uh i just want to say um again everybody involved in raleigh regardless of the issues that were presented thank you very much for making it a reality um, Halo is officially back, um, and we have so much more to look forward to. Teams are going to get better. Can't fucking wait to see what the competition brings and what plays, what strategies are figured out. Um, guys, that's going to do it for us, and that's going to do it for episode 214 of HCS Pro Talk or HCS Raleigh Post Show. want to thank you very much for listening. want to thank you very much for watching. If you're listening to the VOD, watching the VOD, Whatever you're doing to consume the content, thank you so, so very much. Yes. Um, We'll be back next week to talk about the Halo Infinite campaign and to give out our awards for the year. We hope everybody has a happy and safe holiday. Merry Christmas, and we'll catch you next week. But until then.